Hey there, Comic Clan. Welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, am always your host, Cross, and I am once again joined by my beautiful co-host, Nitro. Nitro. What's up? He's back. He's How's here. He's alive. We're all grateful for that. Uh, we've got a bunch of people in chat already. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. For those that came in early, we start... Uh, for anyone who's catching up with us on YouTube, we're going to start going a little bit earlier on Twitch and just like talking, shooting the breeze, just chatting about everything and anything. Um, and that's going to be stuff specifically just before we kick off on Twitch, just to connect with everyone. Uh, I'm sure the answer is no, but are you watching Hand Egg today, Comics the Cross? Hand Egg? No, I am not watching Hand Egg today. <clears throat> what, what is Hand Egg? It's what Americans call football. Oh. But what the rest of the world calls American football, because the rest of the world's football makes sense, because you kick it with your foot and it's a ball shape. Oh, don't be bitter. Don't be bitter. You are literally the only <clears throat> ones that call it football. That's because <laughs> we make our own rules. Yes, you do. Americans make their own rules, and the rest of the world goes, yeah, whatever, just stay in your own better place. <laughs> it's working um, out. Good but no, I will, I will not be doing it. This is going to say, <laughs> depends who you ask on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Alright, I'm here. The show can start now. Lock is in the house. Right, Thank and you. And we're done. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, let me do a shout out for Dosa Nerd Acumen. If I can wow. I, I think that's the first time I've ever heard it called that. Really? Because you, know, you mostly I use mean, your hand to carry it and it's an yeah. egg shape. That makes sense. It's like football. It's like what you guys call soccer is actually football to the rest of the world. And it yeah. makes sense that it's football because yeah. you, you only use your feet like yeah. for the majority of the game and it's a ball. It's like the name literally makes sense. We're okay with the rest of the world being wrong, though, um, here in America. And that's how America gets in trouble. <laughs> I'll put it in quotes because I know the rest of the world calls them opposite. Yeah. No, no, I, I get it. I, I get the hand egg joke, definitely. So, I was raised by my sing by a single mom, and she did not give a rip about sports. So I, I am one of the few. I am one of the people that watch it just for the ads, just for the commercials. Yeah. Because they always show awesome trailers. Yes. TV spots for movies and stuff. So uh, yeah, that's the main thing to watch it for, especially with the Super Bowl ads. My man in chat also coming for the UK saying Australian football is the best. That's because Australian football has no rules. <laughs> Pretty much any Australian version of a sport, they don't have rules. They just get on with it. And they just released a whole bunch of things in, on the field that, that'll kill you, like yeah. spiders and snakes and stuff. But they don't really get interesting. I was going to say, they don't really release them. They're just kind of there. <laughs> That's true. They're just indigenous. Just indigenous to that island. That's why the UK made it a prison, or a prison before. Like, that's where we yeah. sent all our prisoners because of that. And it's like... Okay, we have actually started the show. This feels like stuff that should have been the pre-show. Like, <laughs> random crap. And somehow this has became the show. But that's the world we're in now. Um, yeah, what does the rest of the world call American football? Do they call it American football? American football. Football Americano. Yeah, that's, that's what... Uh... Yeah, like it's called American football because literally that's what Americans call it. And the rest of the world doesn't play it, so we don't have another name for it. So we just say American football. Got it. You know, it's like literally no one else in the world plays that version of it. We play football, which you guys call soccer, and we play rugby, which is about the closest yeah. to American football. Except we don't wear padding, we just kill each other. Dude, I, whoever plays rugby, they, they, they are some tough people. Yeah, I don't know if it's all all a man sport, right? So I didn't want to say dudes. I think so. I don't. Is there a woman rugby rugby league? Not that I know off the top of my head, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. okay. Um, let me see. 
Yeah, commercials have been meh for the past few years. I think the one that I had anticipated the most was when Transformers came out. The movie, tra- the first, mm. the first Transformers movie, and they dropped the trailer during the Super Bowl. Like my my eight year old mind was blown. Yeah, so like that, that first that. that first Transformers film. Yeah, absolutely. And then all the all the rest of them were hot garbage. Not a fan of the NFL. I'd rather watch college ball. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that, that feel the same way. How on a, on a show called Comics in the Cross are we now talking about football? And how are we, you and I, talking about sports? I don't watch football. The only sport, the only really sport I watch is MMA. That's literally the only sport yes. I watch is MMA. Yes. Like I yes. do not watch football. <laughs> Get somehow we're talking about it. Um, okay, so apparently I'm right. a little bit quiet. Yeah, I can turn you up a bit. <clears throat> no, no worries, Locke. I uh, appreciate the. Uh, yeah, thanks the for letting us know. That helps. No, thanks, Locke. Honestly, it's like if he's quiet, I want you guys to hear him. You know, Emmy <laughs> yeah, boxing used, my sports too. Yeah, I used to watch uh, boxing quite a bit because uh, I have a friend who's super into it and who goes to boxing gyms and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like I feel like MMA took a lot of the heat from from boxing. You know? Yeah. Boxing has the superstars that they used to. Yeah, I never got I, into, I never got into boxing. It was just one of those things, like because I did a little bit of martial arts when I was younger and stuff. But like when I watched boxing, like it just never made sense to me. Why can't they use their legs? Yeah. If this I was a re- if this was a real fight, like I'd be I'd be using legs. That's why I like MMA because like you can get striking, you can get kicking, you can get takedowns, you can mm-hmm. get grappling. It's like it's everything. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like a, this feels like more like a real fight. The more that I understood, like, I, I'm not saying I'm, like, an expert or anything, but the more that, like, I understood, like, boxing and the psychology behind boxing and, yeah. and stuff like that, it, it helped me enjoy it a little bit more. It's kind of like, I don't know a lot about baseball, but there's a psychology between the pitcher and the batter. And, like, the bat- the pitcher is trying to get into the batter's head so he can outpitch him. They're, that's, like, the main core of baseball. And it's kind of like that with boxing too. Like they're just trying to get into each other's heads. And I wonder if the chat can can read my face while you're giving me a <laughs> baseball reference. Dude, I don't watch baseball. I'm like the saying, one sport I know it. less about than American football is oh, baseball. Okay, I'll give you something for baseball. At least another country actually plays that game. It's America yeah. and Japan. That's, that's it. That's like that's that's the only those are the only two countries that play. Pretty much, at least that are like major. No, because sort of... no, Mexico plays it, don't they? They do? I thought they did. I've never heard of a Mexican baseball team. I was going to say Cuba plays it, but they're like a. They're not. I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm so bad at geology. Hey, you can't ignore Mexico. Right? Lock City. Mexico I don't... plays baseball, right? I, I don't ignore. Am I losing my mind here? Doesn't South America play baseball too? All right, we're going to start listing out some countries cross if i was going to have a bet of the way that this show was going to kick off i would have lost so much money that this is the conversation we would be having at this point this is crazy this is blowing my mind right now all right let me do some uh plugging for stuff if we can get into some actual news and talk some actual comic book stuff 11 minutes in and we've all been about sports yeah how are we talking sports we don't watch sports hey lockstady how's the how's the uh sound uh, just Google where is baseball played around the world. You ready for this? Oh dear, go on, B. Gilbert. Might as well lay it on us. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. I'm. Sure he's probably gonna list off like a hundred countries. <laughs> yeah, it's all gonna be like these little countries around the world that are all like masters of baseball and all this stuff and all that. All right, you know what? I, got, I feel like I gotta mention some bashing American sports. I feel like I need to bash cricket. 
No, no, no. I, I, I will not defend cricket in any way. That's cricket an, is an awful game. That is an English sport. It is the sport. most complicated, convoluted piece of hot garbage game I've ever seen. In Asia, my Europe, North America, Australia, New Zealand, South America, Africa, and wow, dang, I didn't realize there were that many. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll hold my hands up at cricket. Like that's an English sport. That is not a Scottish sport. We do not play cricket. Scots do not play cricket. That is England, India, and uh, is it New Zealanders? one other country like the ma- three major like countries that all play cricket we are not one of them i i used to work at a bank here in richmond and they had a cricket league and i worked with a bunch of indian people and they tried to explain to me on numerous occasions how the game worked i even watch youtube videos on it and i'm like i have no idea what's going on this is the most complicated game i've ever seen in my life all right now you want to be gilbert jumping in there that the scots uh, do pole vault and like do i know what the scots were champions at at one point. I don't know if we still are, but we were champions at elephant polo. Really? You explain how that works to me. That's like the most <laughs> BA version of polo. I'm like, surely ever. you would think somebody from Asia or Africa, where elephants are actually indigenous, would be champions of that. No, apparently the Scots were pretty prevalent at elephant polo. I don't know how we pulled that off. I feel like we got lucky, but yeah, apparently we were really good at it. Hey, Cross, can you turn up my volume just a tad? I think uh, our volumes are just slightly off. All right, yeah. Hold on, let me turn you up a little bit here. Okay. All right, let us know if that sounds any better, guys. And just FYI, chat, I'm going to be clearing my throat a lot. I'll try to do it off mic as much as possible, so... As like, how long was a polo club? Like, goodness knows. How big was it? Because imagine if you miss aim that and the elephant stands on it. That polo Dude, club is oh gone. Oh yeah, that's right. That's like has to be like an eight foot club. <laughs> it's like you gotta have like forearms the size of tree trunks. But oh man. That's all cool. right, let's do a little bit of plug in. Let's get out of sports. Get into what we're here to talk about because like we need to talk about one division today. We need to talk yeah. about this show. This show yes. has blown us away so far, and I'm desperate to get into it. So first of all. Right above Nitro, over there in that corner. Don't know if you heard that. I literally blocked my mic when I pointed, so I hope that came through. Is <laughs> <laughs> Gamer Grind, yeah, Gamer Grind Co. The number one coffee for gamers. Hashtag on that grind. Our prevalent sponsors of the podcast. They have been since pretty much day one. So if you want to check them out and get some absolutely amazing coffee, plus pick yourself up a Comics and Cross coffee mug, then go ahead and click on that link there. Grab yourself some amazing coffee. Don't go without it. I. As a as a father of three, I drink it constantly. Keeps me going, one hundred percent. When you've got three kids, you need it. Also, as well, you might notice we have a new uh, symbol up there. If you didn't catch us last week, and um, for Taka, the Autism Community in Action. If anyone has missed the announcements, that is the organisation we are going to be raising money for in our twelve-hour stream. Our twelve-hour stream that we are going to be doing in April, talking about. Um, well, we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff that we've talked about. We're going to be doing the next Superhero Square Go. We're going to be doing some community gaming. We're talking about doing a trivia night. And apparently, I don't know if you've seen this, Nitro, but in the suggestions, I asked people, if we do a watch-along, do you want us to do something like Avengers Endgame? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather we watch something bad? And the, the Dude, idea, I, I think the bad thing is a really the good The idea. idea that I pitched... <clears throat> was to watch the first two episodes the two part intro to the Inhuman show oh. that was released and just because one of the best shows we ever had was when we just ripped apart Fantastic <laughs> Four so I'm yeah. like what if we ripped that apart 
and apparently everyone loved that idea. Yeah, let's do it, man. Apparently everyone loved that idea, so we might be doing a watch along on the Inhumans Dude, episode love... one and two. That'd be awesome. Yeah, even Isaac saying that nah, do a bad movie, you can rip it apart. Dude, yeah. I was thinking Fan Four Stick as well, but I like the Inhumans idea. I think that's a really good idea. We could do Fan Four Stick actually, because that's on let's Disney do it. Plus. That's on Disney I... Plus now. Are we allowed to stream Disney Plus on Twitch? We won't be able to show the movie. Oh, okay. But if we tell everybody like to kick off like at a certain point, like oh, like okay, we, that makes sense. Like we could hook up and do a watch along together, so we're watching at the same time. But we'd have to tell everyone else to watch along with us, or they just watch our commentary. Like I wouldn't be able to put the the audio or the visual up on screen here. Yeah. And the only ones you can do that with is stuff that's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And um, because they have a watch along feature Ooh, on Twitch. Yes. But Black City said stream it to Discord. That's actually a really good idea. Oh, yeah, we could stream it to Discord actually. If people want to watch, they have to do it there. That's actually not a bad idea. And humans still hurt because they're my favourite. Yeah. They, oh yeah. That's they, the thing, like they did the Inhumans Dirty. They did the Inhumans Dirty in that movie. Or in that show, I, they really did. So I didn't know anything about Inhumans before that show came out. So that was my intro. To the Inhumans, other than the Infinity Run with Hickman, like it showed the Inhumans just a little bit, but that was my intro basically. So I was just not impressed. Yeah, no, it's, it definitely didn't good. <clears throat> um, so yeah, let's have a look. I'll look at see if we can do that Dude, on Discord awesome. then. So let's really look if we can do that. Um, speaking of Discord, if you do want to watch that along with us, and if you also want to keep up to date and chat with us throughout the week, I'm on Discord pretty much every day at this point. We overhauled it over the holidays, um, over Christmas and New Year, so we're trying to use it more actively. Also, we're looking for your input, for your guys' input on um, a few different things over there, the major one being the 12-hour stream. What do you guys want to see from us? What do you all want to see us doing? What do you want us to do during the 12-hour stream? And also to get some more information as well on the autism community and action itself. Um, a great organization that I'm happy for <coughs> to be raising um, some funds for. Um, also as well, uh, supporting us financially, we're trying to, or I'm trying to overhaul our Patreon page. Um, but I put out the shout out on there for suggestions of like, what do you all want to see? on the Patreon, it's exclusive content that would make you think, hey, I'm going to go support them on Patreon. Because apparently supporting us on Patreon, like, you can pay the same amount on Patreon as you do here, and it actually gives us more money. I found out off of another streamer, so I'm like, nice. Um, so, I'm looking to overhaul our Patreon, um, but I want to put exclusive content on there. One of the big suggestions we got already was, like, um, reaction stuff on there. So, like, if yeah. we get new trailers, especially this year when we've got a bunch of stuff coming out doing reaction trailers, I was thinking, like, because we're putting it up in Patreon, we could even put up, like, reactions to, like, we're doing one division today, so we could, like, watch an episode Ooh, yes. and just record reaction to it and upload it to Patreon or to awesome. movies or to whatever and do that as um, content for Patreon. And the lowest we've got on there is, like, $2. So if you want to support us there, you can definitely go ahead and do that. Um, or you can support us financially here by subbing to our channel as low as a tier 1 sub or even with Amazon Prime which has cost you absolutely nothing um, or also if you go just below us in our about us section um, we actually now have a donations link so if you want to give a donation to Comics in the Cross to support us financially you can give us a donation there as well um, again it be Gilbert Lurkin thank you so much for stopping by thank you for that lurk we absolutely appreciate our lurkers sticking yep. around um, but yeah, any financial support is greatly appreciated, but is in no way a necessity. Um, we do not 
want you guys to feel that you have to give us financially to do this stuff to do comics in the cross to keep this channel going but if you want to support us that way there are a few options that you can look at now um also as well let me shout out our indie comic book club as at the end of this month we are going to be doing our next indie comic book club looking at chew volume one and the links i've put up there you can find a local comic shop because we want to try and support our local comic shops pick it up from there and if you cannot get it at a local comic shop then that is our amazon wish list that i've made that's going to put all our um, comic book club books on it so you'll find log and key you'll find Klaus that we've done already and chew on there also all right i think that's yeah i think that's most of the stuff at the moment um yeah, I think that's pretty much it. The only other major thing coming up I want to announce is that in two weeks we're going to be having, we had Brannon from Brainy Pixel on recently. Um, he is actually going to be coming back on in a couple weeks with um, Ivan from Mercy Way Studios as they've announced a new comic book coming out, The Chronicles of David, um, which the artwork looks absolutely amazing for, and they're going yes. to be coming um, on to talk a little bit about that on the show. So I just want to get that out there also. All right, I think that's it for that so shall we get into some news let's do it oh i feel like i gotta call this out what oh yeah repping the teespring merch everyone repping the teespring merch yeah we a nice looking shirt man feels really nice yeah we've got a store you can get it there on our teespring where you can pick up our merchandise and nitro finally has some comics in the cross merchandise (laughs) i know right (laughs) my broke butt (laughs) But yeah, if you want to get that for yourself and show off your love as a comic client, you can go ahead and pick it up there. But let us delve into some news. Let me pull that down. Let's do it. Okay, so there's a few things, so I'm just going to kind of we're kind of going to rattle through these as best we can. Um, some of them are just are minor <clears throat> things; they're not going to take a lot of time. Uh, first thing is we got some images of the upcoming um, Thor: Love and Thunder movie. Uh-huh. We got to see Thor, we got to see Star-Lord, we got to see Krellin, we got to see um, Nebula. Um, a lot of shots looking like the round earth, but just 100% confirming this is basically another Thor movie and Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. They're definitely yeah. one and the same. Yeah, um, You kind of shouted it out on Twitter as well, like Thor's outfit, it looks like he's back in shape. It looks like, you know... He looks... Big Lebowski Thor is gone. Yes. Um, and it's like he's no longer the dude. He's back to being in shape. But uh-huh. he's also wearing an outfit that's very reminiscent of his Thunderstrike. Strikingly similar to Thunderstrike. Era, which for anyone who doesn't know in the comics was the era when Thor didn't have Mjolnir, really, and was kind of doing a separate thing of being Thor. He was now Thunderstrike yeah. in the comics. And so it looks like they're kind of taking some inspiration very a- for very that. Very 80s, early 90s mm-hmm. <laughs> vibe. But then again, if you look at the logo for Thor: Love and Thunder, yeah, it feels like it fits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely got a uh, like if Hulk Hogan and Michael Jackson had a child, like that that would be the outfit that they would wear. I think. Yeah, it's like there's definitely a very specific look he's got going on. Um, but I'm excited for this movie. We've not got much else of it, just a few images of it, but it's looking interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome show. I think it's going to be an awesome movie. I think I'm all for more Thor, especially with Taika Waititi at the helm. Yeah, um, I'm all for checking that out. You know, so yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. But we don't have any more details on it, really. I just thought it was a really interesting one. 
and um, we did get some interesting news on um, some of the Disney Plus stuff. Uh, there's going to be a new Marvel Disney Plus show called Black Panther: World of Wakanda, mm-hmm. and where they're going to be expanding a look at Wakanda itself as a country. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how that relates into Black Panther Two, and mm-hmm. uh, because obviously both are going forward without Chadwick Boseman, you know, mm-hmm. so God rest his soul. Um, him passing away, they've basically made that known that they're not going to go forward with them to Chala. Yeah, and they're not going to recast them. They're not going to do anything like that. It looks like the running theory right now is that Shuri's Shuri. going to be the new Black Panther. Yeah, and um, because that's what happens in the comics, she takes on that mantle, and she's the most obvious one to kind of take that role. Yeah, Letitia yeah. Wright was one of the the highly praised people in both like Black Panther and the Avengers movies following. Um, so I think most people would be happy with that but I'm interested to see there's not really a details yet on like what it's going to be about specifically um, it'd be interesting to see if it's like about the Dora Mijai if I can speak properly Dora Milaje, Milaje um, <laughs> couldn't get the words out there it just wasn't <laughs> happening um, but like the elite guard of Black Panther I wonder if yeah. I'll maybe get a look at them if it's going to be more of like an expanded view of Wakanda is it going to be characters we don't even know yet you know it'd be cool to see like the technology like uh, that's it, it's in play in like everyday life in Wakanda that'd be kind of cool yeah so it's like, there's a lot of um, different directions <laughs> they could go with this so that'll be interesting again we don't have a lot of information on it yeah I don't think there's a lot to talk about on it but it is something that it, it's exciting to think about that they're expanding the Disney Plus shows, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, because I was looking at the release schedule today, and like, there's just so many that are coming out this year. Like, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming out in March. Loki's coming out in May. You have What If, and you have Miss Marvel. Yeah. It's it's a ton, man. And Hawkeye, I forgot about Hawkeye. Official MXG, thank you for that, host brother. Absolutely appreciate it. Welcome into the chat. So um, we still have four shows coming out this year, basically. Which after the first half of one division, like if they're all going to be on that level, like I'm all I'm all in. And I like uh, all right. So I know we're going to kind of get into this a little bit. I have a love hate relationship with this release schedule because they're they're so short. The episodes are so short, but you do get something every week. And I have a feeling they're going to continue. You're going to get something every week through the end of the year. See, we're going to get into that as well. Of like, I think the start of one division was short on purpose. Because if you look at episode 5, episode 5 is a 40 minute episode. True, that's true, yeah. And I heard someone talking about it, like the first episodes were really focused on the sitcom aspect. Yeah. And they were about 20 minutes, which is about how long sitcoms in those mm-hmm. eras were. Yeah. And they're like, I wonder if you go and if you add up the time that we spend in the sitcom in episode 5, how long that running time is if that's still like a 20 minute mark yeah that would be interesting and I'm like so I don't think all the ep- all the shows are going to have like 20 minute episodes I honestly think it's specifically for WandaVision I think there was okay. a reasoning behind it at least that's my thinking I don't know if I'm right on that well, no I think my... you're right because I, I think I remember Kevin Feige talking about Loki specifically and he was talking about how the episodes were close to an hour yeah so, yeah I think you're right so like, I think that was a very intentional thing for WandaVision and if it is excuse me it's very smart Chunk the Hut, finally getting into WandaVision. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. Yeah, like I, I mean, like if you let's put it this way, episode four and five. If you can't get into WandaVision after episode four and five, this isn't the show for you. Yeah, like, I was kind of like not feeling it uh, at the end of episode three. I'm like, okay, I get it. Let's can we just like 
let's get some more reveals going on and then episode four and five drop and i was like <laughs> episode, four five, episode four and five are like okay you settled everything <laughs> everything you know is a lie yeah ever yeah <laughs> it's like that's awesome uh, but speaking of Disney Plus shows, we also got the announcement that in Falcon and Winter Soldier, an upcoming show that I'm really excited about, I'm really looking forward to Falcon and yes. Winter Soldier, uh, we are actually going to be getting another Marvel character in that one. War Machine is going to be officially part of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I find it really interesting that they've held off on announcing that until now, because like, the show's pretty much been done for a while now Yeah, we're still a little bit off of it getting announced and then out of nowhere they've announced oh yeah by the way Rhodey's in this which yeah. I'm all for, I, I love yeah. Don Cheadle as James Rhodes is amazing, I love the guy Agreed. I think he's a great I think it's really interesting we're bringing almost like the secondary to the main heroes in it, like we've got like War Machine who was like secondary to Iron Man Winter Soldier and Falcon who were secondary to Cap, are all yeah. now like hey here's more of these characters like Yes, which feels honestly feels very comic booky. Yeah, it really does. And it's like, you hey, know, you I, love these characters as side characters. Here's their own comic. If you don't want to read more about them, don't pick it up and don't watch it. It's like well, if yeah. you do, delve in, and it's like it's yeah. really cool done. And spoiler warning for Avengers Endgame if you haven't seen it yet. But uh, like, I thought for two years, <laughs> go watch it. I, I felt like I was gonna get like be not as in to the MCU after like Chris Evans and. Uh, rdj left but i am not finding that the case uh, i am really invested in what's going on right now <laughs> Let's, what was it it's like people are saying like since one division came out like it has been well over a year since anything since anything since spider-man uh-huh. far from home came out that was the last mcu property we got everything else was pushed back yeah. and it's like wow did we hit the ground running Yes, and I'm like I was worried. Like uh, I feel like that was the end of a story. I'm like if they're going to feel like they're dragging the backside out of it, and this is not worth it, then this is where we're going to see it. And I am not yeah. feeling that. I yeah. maybe it's the year gap. Maybe it was because 2020 had nothing. But like I'm completely invested in this, and I'm like every time I keep hearing people like, oh, I'm getting fed up with superhero movies. Like I'm not. I 100. No. I am here for the ride. And it's whenever Marvel stops, if it ever stops fair enough we had a good run but like until Agreed. it stops running i'm i'm right on that band i'm, in, it. I'm, I'm in the it, train man. yeah chunk says i wasn't feeling it the first two episodes but i'm in it i'm into it now that was the same way i wasn't yeah. feeling like the first three episodes to be quite See, honest the f- episode three was interesting because it changed it up a little bit and there was hints of yeah. stuff but episode one and two were like almost straight sitcom yeah yeah and i'm like it's but at the same time i feel like that helped set up what was to come because like it's set up the stuff that's came later, but it's also still left mysteries of like, but why? Yeah. Why do this? Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, going outside of Marvel, which is a, something I don't get to say often, which I love saying. <laughs> How dare you? We got an official trailer drop, not last week, but the week before, for Invincible. The animated Invincible series, Invincible comic from um, Image Comics and Skybound, written by Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame. Um, it's a superhero story from the indie scene, something we will cover on Indie Comic Book Club. We might even cover it this year, actually. That may be one that we delve into after Chew. Um, but they officially dropped the trailer for it. Huh. And, and I did not catch that. And it looks amazing. Um, some of the voice casting, like the first, the two most prevalent in the... Uh, the trailer you see is uh, Stephen Yeun from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. They played Glenn. He is playing um, Invincible himself, Mark. Um, and then his father is played by J.K. Simmons. 
Oh, sweet. Which, if you don't know who J.K. Simmons is at this point, then go sort that out and watch a lot of things because he's <laughs> awesome. Um, poor Glenn. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about what happened to Glenn in The Walking Dead. That was that was not fun to watch. Uh, just, that was it's, awful. It's a few years ago now, and it's still like Dude, it was quite awful. horrific. <laughs> and it was, it was like, whoa, it's like, yeah. It's like so yeah, I'm I'm all hyped for this. This is coming out to um Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime show. Um so if you've got your Amazon Prime accounts then it... Are you rushing or are you dragging? We're just talking, son. That's... <laughs> We're just talking. <laughs> Look, it's been nearly a year we've been doing this show. If you don't get how we function at this point, you're not gonna get it. This is what happens, right? We be we BS our way through the first forty five ish minutes and then we actually get to what we're actually trying to talk about. Exactly. That's how we always roll. So yeah, so I'm all hyped for that. Um, if you, I did drop it in our Discord under the other shows channel. So if you want to go check it out for yourself, it should still be under there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm I'm all for this. I'm all for like stuff that isn't. It's a quote from Yuki Simmons movie Whiplash. Oh, it's for Whiplash. Okay, okay. Sorry, I did not get you there. I thought you were just trying to rip us again, which to be fair, you do tend to do. So I'm like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm all for more of the indie stuff getting Emma Shine. Oh, Whiplash. Got it. I love that movie, by the way, and I totally, that went way over my head. Gosh. Now I feel and then bad. he slapped him. It's like, no, <laughs> Dude, that's such a good movie, man. He's like, now I feel bad. It was nothing against you. You, you should feel bad. You should. Just, you know. <laughs> hey, Bill Gilbert, back in the house. Good to see you. All right, and our last oh, couple man. of bits of news. The first one I'm going to completely run over because I don't know if they care, but it was announced, so I feel like I should say it. Uh, on the CW, Batwoman, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow have all been renewed for um, another season, so they'll be coming back at the end of next year. How these shows are still going, I have no idea. We finally Kill got rid them now. Kill finally them now. got rid of Supergirl, which I'm so glad. Um, but like, yeah, so they're all getting renewed, so these are all coming back. So, if you still watch the CW shows, yay! I I kind of fell off of them. I I tried. I really tried. They all have a similar feel, and I don't like that feel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I just, I don't know. The only one I enjoyed personally was Arrow. And it's like, I know you weren't a fan of Stephen Amell in the role, but like, I enjoyed Arrow for the most part. There was a couple of seasons that were crap. And beyond that, I liked Legends. I kind of just fell off of it, but Legends in the later seasons actually was pretty funny. And, yeah. And, but the rest of them just kind of, I just started losing interest in personally. Yeah. I, I don't mind Stephen Amell as an actor, but I feel like him in that role was similar to me, um, the guy, Mike Coulter in, in Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. I just, they didn't do it for me. There was yeah. something off about their performance that I just, I, I wasn't jiving with. And then the last announcement, <clears throat> um, because we haven't had enough announcements about it yet. Um, as we go out, we got a release date, um, as I kind of briefly mentioned. Uh, last week we got an, a release date of March 18th for Zack Snyder's Justice League dropping on HBO Max. So it's coming yep. next month. It's officially happening. We've been releasing tons of images. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't see before. New footage that we didn't see before. We already know Darkseid's going to be part of it. Uh -huh. And then he dropped an image this last week of the Joker yep. holding a card like this in shadow. Which looks strikingly similar to Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I was literally going to say that they keep saying that it's Jared Leto's Joker, 
but it doesn't look like Jared Leto's Joker in silhouette. It looks like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Yeah, it really the, does. From the movie Joker. Yeah. It looks like him. But they keep saying it's Jared Leto's Joker, so like... Okay, I'll take it as maybe it is. Maybe they've reworked the character or whatever, but like... If it was it Joaquin very Phoenix... very similar to Joaquin Phoenix. If the hair slicked back, the, the dark eyes, it just looks very similar. It looks a lot more like his Joker than it does Jared Leto's Joker. My only thing is like is it too much though like is, it, is mean, it too much having joker because like they're not putting it in like oh joker's going to kind of appear like we've seen characters appear and stuff and but they've really announced it like this is a major thing and i'm like is this them literally just trying to cram stuff in where it doesn't need to be crammed in like so much already happens Injustice League movie, like they've already yeah. got so much stuff. We've already got them basically saying, "Hey, we're going to be doing Dark Side." We never got a chance to do him in this version, so in Zack Snyder's version, we're going to do it. Where does the Joker fit in? Is he being shoehorned in? Is he necessary, or are they literally just trying to jump on? Uh, hey, the Joker's in this to get more people. I don't know, man. Like, so here's my thought process. So Zack Snyder came in with a specific vision of what he wanted Justice League to be. Obviously extenuating circumstances involving his family he had to step away yeah and what happened was an absolute travesty um and i think anybody in a creative endeavor given the chance to redo something that they know that might it would probably there's a good odds that when i redo this it's going to be way better than it was originally they're going to take those odds and i think now that he has a four-hour runtime, he has no rating limit um, he can kind of go back to the drawing board and rework. He's been given a ton of money to kind of like redo certain things. We're getting more cyborg, which I w- I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I'm super, super excited for this. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens. Um, depending on how he tells the story, yeah, it might be able to. It might feel a bit shoehorned in with with the Joker, but yeah. I don't think the Joker will be in it the whole movie i think there's going to be a very oh, no. specific purpose for the joker there i don't think he's going to be in the whole thing if they try to shoehorn him and as like one of the big bads for this i think would be way too much that's that's yeah. my only kind of thing is like but if he's not coming in to be in that level where is he going to be put in that he just doesn't feel like he's just been added for the sake of it mm-hmm. you know not to mention the fact of like although it does look like joaquin phoenix is joker they do keep saying that it's Jared Leto's Joker. And if it is Jared Leto's Joker, why take that risk? Yeah. His Joker was not well received by anybody. And the thing is, like, I really like Jared Leto as an actor. I think he's a fantastic actor. I really just think it was the way that they portrayed the Joker. I don't think it had any... Well, I mean, he obviously played it up as the gangster joker which I, i'm not a huge fan of but I, I think it was just a combination of just way poor design choices and poor writing yeah isaac in the chat saying man snyder cut will probably be better than justice league but that's not saying much yeah like i i've no doubt like at the very least this version of justice league will be better than the one we got because at the very least the tone should be the same throughout the whole movie which that was one of the major things for Justice League was the fact of like you could tell there was two different tones. You could tell what bits you could literally point at that bit was written by Snyder, that bit was like written by Like in the Whedon. same scene, the cuts were different. It was like, bad. It was you so could bad. you could literally say <clears throat> that line was written by Snyder or that line was written by Whedon. You could literally point them out which was which. Yeah. 
Wait, Ad says he prefers Lido to Phoenix. Wow. Ads, do we need to have an intervention for you? Is, wow. is everything okay? Ads, are you subbed to the channel? Is there any way that we can unsub someone across? <laughs> no, because we're getting money. <laughs> yeah, but if it's coming from ads, who thinks yeah. that, you know, come on. I'm still going I'll watch it, but I'm not expecting much. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and watch it. I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm not going to not check it out. Yeah. See, that, that I have very high expectations for it. And maybe that's going to set me up for a really big fall. See, I, but... see, that's the thing. I don't have high expectations for it because like everyone gets excited that it's going to be his vision, which tonally, at least it will fit. It yeah. won't be two sides. At the same time, I think it depends on whether did you enjoy Dawn of Justice or not? Did you enjoy yeah. Batman v Superman? Because that was pretty much his whole vision. That was all Zack Snyder. Don't get me wrong, the yeah. studio did get involved a bit, but not even close to what they did with Justice League. The reason they started meddling is because there was so much backlash to that. Yeah. It's like so... <laughs> chunks like, I know I'm going to be disappointed. As you need to go. Just get it. <laughs> but, like, but like seriously, those, like, that's, that's the thing for me with Snyder. It's like, it could turn out really good. You know, I have seen Zack Snyder stuff that I really enjoy, his films. But, like, when it comes to the DCEU, like, I've seen Batman v Superman, and I'm like... I've seen what the studio did with Justice League, and it was awful. But I've seen what he did with Batman v Superman, and it wasn't much better. But you've seen what he did with Man of Steel, and it was I, great. Yeah, I did enjoy Man of Steel. I did See, like that See, that's the thing. Movie. Like, it was such a weird shift from, from Man of Steel to Batman v Superman. Um, and I started to wonder that, like, is yeah, I don't know. can he work with like one character? Is it the ensemble of all the different stories he can't pull together? If he just worked part, with like, if he just did like Superman stories, would he be okay? Part of me is like he 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 was coming off of such a high, a Man of Steel, and then he was greenlit for all these characters, and he's like, dude, I want to do everything. Yeah, but if you remember and... as well, like between Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice, <clears throat> it was like what four years? Yeah, that's true. With nothing. Yeah. Things changed drastically in that time, you know. Child of Wolverine. This is very true. Actually. I still stand by that. I don't care. I I, don't I care. know you stand by it. And you, you can just... at me all you want. You can at me all you want. I stand uh, by that. Nitro muted. <laughs> uh, going with low expectations, saying when it's better than you thought it was going to be, you'll be pleasantly surprised. That is true. Going with low expectations and hope to be surprised. Isaac. Yeah. I uh, see. I'm going to be expecting a train wreck. Yeah, absolutely. Shelley Booth is an extremely good actor. See? Pull it off. All right, Coop. All right, see, I have someone that's on my side now. Coop, we are best friends now. Okay? We're best friends. I see. Uh, I am on Discord if you ever just want to chat, you know. So. And I'm going to sit here and judge both of you harshly. Um. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much it for the news. There wasn't a lot of stuff this week. I cannot see out these glasses. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know. If I drink water, if I drink, all right, just too much TMI. If I drink too much water on the stream, I have to get up and go to the bathroom. So I try not to drink on the stream, other than coffee, obviously. <laughs> so try to make sure we drink coffee on stream because, you know, when you're sponsored by them, it's usually good to show off the product. Um, <laughs> uh, Nick Cage for Wolverine. Yeah, apparently the Infinity Bros had a whole big thing about that of Nick Cage to play Wolverine. I know, I know. Uh, I I played a fifth. Nick Cage for Superman, and Batman, and Wonder Woman. They should have a, a movie about the Trinity where Nick plays Nick Cage. Nick Cage plays all three of them. That'd be awesome. 
I'd actually be down for that. That actually, <laughs> that actually be something I would one hundred percent watch. That's going to be an SNL skit. Now. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's something I would definitely check out. I would out. definitely watch that. All do right. We need a Nick Cage emote. All right, sorry. Hey, we're close to getting our third emote. We could do a Nick Cage one. Nick Cage is a good actor when he is not bat crap crazy. No, are you kidding? That's when he's at his best. I want him to be bat crap crazy like him. All right, all right. So, all right. So, there's different levels of Nick Cage bat crap crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, we look at Face Off. That bat crap crazy yes. is an acceptable. That's an acceptable level of crazy. Yes. 100%. When you look at other films like later, it's like. Nah, he went through this weird period when his movies they weren't really him being crazy they were just bizarre Yeah. but like see when he goes like total twisted mentally sort of out his head sort of stuff like yeah it's like him just being completely off the rails like that's entertaining it's not good but it's entertaining yeah like Waker Man when he's like screaming bees ah the bees the bees (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nick Cage takes any role he's offered that's true man that's like um what's his face the dude who always voices God. What's his name? How, how 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 can I not remember this? Never mind. I'm 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 gonna hold the podcast up. Yeah. The, 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 the voice, the, they did the voices. They did the voices. Bruce Almighty. Oh, Bruce, Morgan right. Freeman. Yeah, that's it. I can't believe I forgot his name. You said the he, dude that voices God. Yeah, he always voices gods or God in movies. Oh, Mel Blanc. That's actually not a bad guess, Be Gilbert, but no, it's like I don't think we were going that direction with Uh, it. (laughs) Only in the case I've watched all the way through Con Air. See, Con Air is awesome. Con Air is good. Con Air's good, but Con Air is bizarre. It's like It is bizarre. And again, that's an acceptable level of Nick Cage crazy because he kind of plays it up in that movie a little bit. But at bit. the same time, he's balanced because you've also got John Malkovich True. going crazy True. and you've also got Steve Buscemi as the kind of psycho nice guy in yeah. that movie as well. So he is a little balanced. I've got to say, 60 seconds such awesome, a good but... movie. That's right. <laughs> such a good movie. I've not watched that in so long, but it's so good. Yeah, it's really All good. All right. So we are... We're almost an hour in. We're doing not bad. Right right on time. Right on. Yeah, we're about forty-five minutes, so that's not bad. That's about average for us. Um, We are going to delve in now. So, one hundred percent. If you are listening to this, we are going full spoilers for the first five. Because the ending of episode five cannot be left without being talked about today. So we are going to spoil everything. If you have not seen One Division, if you've got Disney Plus and got a way to see it, go and watch it catch up with us later watch this on youtube catch up with it on demand we are going full spoiler territory yes this is obviously only for the first half of the season there's still four episodes to go which could go in any direction at this point goodness knows where we're going but we're going to be delving into spoilers for the first five episodes and boy does it start to ask a lot of great questions okay so how do we want to do this do we want to go upset by episode or just talk about it as a as a whole in a general as a narrative let's i kind of want to go episode by episode okay. i kind of i kind of want to build up because once we get to that big reveal at yeah. the end of episode five we're going to go into complete theories about what's to come okay and we're never going to come back to the other episodes so let's talk about the first like the first two three episodes just in general because there's okay. not there's not a vast amount of stuff that happens out with the sitcom in those yeah so they, so they start with like an I Love Lucy ish type intro for the first episode or two, and I think they switch. It's literally the Dick Van Dyke show. Okay, okay, okay. The house I never if, got into that. 
my wife watches the, watched the Dick Van Dyke show. Literally, the layout of the house looks just like the Dick Van Dyke show. And then, I love like, how they did the little illustration for the intro. That was so cool. Yeah, and like I see Vision like in that first intro when he like walks through the chair holding Wanda. Yeah, like that's actually a call to the Dick Van Dyke show because Dick oh, Van Dyke okay. would like trip over that ottoman in his living room oh, okay. during the intro. So the fact that he like phases through it, that was like a whole hint to that. Which yeah. if you if you have a love for like sitcoms of any era. Of like, you know, because they go like different eras. It goes like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, yeah. it's like, it goes right through them. Um, so if you've got like a love for any sort of sitcom stuff, you're probably going to enjoy, like, there's a lot of little nods to old sitcom stuff, to uh, to sitcom openings, to different stuff like that. A couple things to call out that blink and you'll miss it. So uh, when, they get, when they do the intro to the first episode, uh, Vision is carrying Wanda. He tries to bump through the door and she falls, right? Mm. Then he picks her up. And they they both phase through the couch. I don't know if you saw that, but they both phase through the couch. So something has changed. Also, in the animated little intro part, when Vision goes to the floor, mm. one of there's a silhouette of the Grim Reaper helmet. Grim Reaper from the comics who like had beef with Scarlet Witch. So it's just oh, a little like, callback, callback homage to that. Um, yeah, Death of Superman Lives. What happened? I did see that documentary. It was awesome. Sorry, I know we're switching subjects, but no, it's cool. It. It's cool. Thanks for catching out the chat. But yeah, so like the first, the first two episodes mm-hmm. are literally straight up just sitcom episodes. Yeah, they're literally straight up. Um, what was the first episode again? Because the second one's the talent show, right? The first episode is just introduction. Shows Vision at his job at the computational service, and it has his his boss and his wife come over. That's right. It's the dinner. Yeah. The boss comes over for dinner. That's it. Which, of course, classic sitcom trope. The boss is coming for dinner. I have yeah. never had any of my bosses over for dinner at any point in my life, but apparently in the fifties <laughs> it was a thing that happened a lot because most sitcoms had it happen. Well, yeah, um, and the big thing is like they don't know Wanda and Vision don't know what this date is that they have circled with a heart or they yeah. have a heart on their calendar. And so it's it's setting up the fact that they don't know what's going on, basically. There's a foundation of, I have no idea what's going on while we're here, what this is. So it's it, it kind of, it's an unsettling tone right out of the gate. It's really cool. See, that's the thing. That's, that's not what I got from that first episode. Like, from the get-go, it's very, it seems very prevalent that they're hinting at that whatever's going on, Wanda's in control of it. That's been yeah. hinted at since the trailers. Yeah. You know, we've already talked about <clears throat> spoilers coming up. Yes, Wanda has a massive control over what's taking place. We find that out mm-hmm. in upcoming episodes. I very much took it as like it was just jumping full force into the sitcom trope. Mm-hmm. Because that is a sitcom trope of like that, oh, we have a date planned here. Like and she thinks it's oh, a, she okay, thinks I it's a, she thinks it's an anniversary, so she gets all dressed up and like Envision comes back with his boss <laughs> and his boss's wife and she's dressed in this, you know, 50s sexy outfit which looks like you know a dinner dress for today's era um but like so yeah it's like it it feels very much everything kind of plays out like a sitcom he goes to work the boss comes over they find out the heart was because their last name is heart so they're coming over um very bewitched in the setup of it is like yeah. what made me think of like she's trying to hide her powers he's trying to hide that he's a synthesoid no one knows yeah. they're trying to pretend that they're a normal family mm-hmm. again a trope that we've seen in tons of sitcoms um throughout the years and it plays out well like wanda like magics the food together and stuff like that and they put on the dinner nothing seems out of the ordinary until they sit down at the table yes 
and then I think the best way to describe it is that the boss and his wife start to glitch. Yes. And they start like screaming because they're starting to ask Wanda and Vision about their story and like who they are. It starts to turn into like a horror vibe a little bit. It really (laughs) does. Yeah. It really, really does. And they start like glitching. They start shouting and it's like, help him, help him. And all that. And it's like, it just builds us up. And then all of a sudden it's like they step in and help. Like Vision helps his boss who's like choking and stuff. And it's back to normal. Yeah. And then the big one of the big things in the in the first couple episodes is like you said you've already said it is they are trying as hard as they can to hide their powers from other people. That's a big theme in the first couple episodes, and I think it's important as we get into the later episodes because that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, uh, I was into the first two episodes was because it was black and white. See, but I didn't it, mind it once I first got into it. See, I've watched certain black and white things before, so it's like I didn't bother me i knew what they were going for and the reason for the aesthetic and actually we yeah. see it in episode two that it actually helps play up certain things um because going into episode two like we got oh, that. Hold on, hold on. oh no, no yeah we got the very end of that sorry so, yeah, yeah. big big character reveal in episode one is agnes the neighbor the yes neighbor. oh i was gonna get any her as well yes 100 percent. who always seems to show up at the exact right time that she's needed all right we're kind gonna we're going to get any her as the episodes go because she's a very prevalent character, but yeah. there's definitely some theories circulating around about her, which I want to get into when we get yes. to the end too. Yes. But yeah, Agnes will reappear in every episode and there's there's definitely something more going on there. I don't know what and it is. And the thing is, she appears at the exact right time that she's oh, yeah. needed. Every time that she's needed, something is needed. Like in, in Vision even ends up commenting on that a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we end episode one with them sitting on the sofa doing like the outro with the credits rolling. And then it zooms out of this old-timey TV set. Um, and we see someone sitting watching them, someone taking notes. And we get like the hint right away of like the big theory in the first three episodes was the big organization we're dealing with is Sword. Yes, and you get the logo, the Sword yeah, logo. We get the Sword everything. logo in the book. We get all of that. I'm like, oh my goodness, is that Sword? Is that what that's going to be? I yes. thought we were going to be waiting a lot longer for that. And then in episode four, they literally talk about, hey, it's Sword. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're just jumping straight in. Okay. Um. So yeah, we'll the get. Thing is, the thing is, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Carl. No, 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 go thing, for it. Go the for thing it. with Sword in the MCU is it's it's instead of sentient worlds it's sentient weapons so it's it's definitely space based because there's hints to that but it, yeah. it's more of a of a weapon base because they've kind of they've kind of taken on a role of like they're very space orientated which makes sense because it yeah. was helped it was founded by monica rambo who becomes a character in this and her mother who was the friend of carol danvers and captain marvel so she helped found this off of the fact of yeah. like knowing that Captain Marvel's out there, that the scrolls are out there, that the the Kree are out there, and then obviously it got infused by the fact that Thanos is out there and he attacked and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But they've also kind of taken on the role of dealing with the weird crap that Shield would usually deal with because Shield's technically still not around. Yeah. Although Fury's been doing stuff, we've technically never seen the reformation of Shield in the MCU. Yeah. So Sword is kind of taken on that, and that's how they kind of get involved with this. And can I say, I feel like Sword is way more terrifying than S.H.I.E.L.D. ever was. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. Also as well, we may be getting some hints to our favourite first family at one point, thanks to Maybe. Sword. Maybe, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. It mentions it, but it would make sense. So we'll It get... would make sense, but it's, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into that, that in be... episode four. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. So, <laughs> so dude, I'm so hyped. I know. So episode one happens like that. There wasn't too much to it, just the fact <laughs> of like, somebody's clearly watching this, there's obviously something bigger going on. 
Season two, we jump into like it's, it's jumped forward an era. I think we started in the nineteen forties and this went to nineteen fifties now. Yeah, no, we started in the fifties, went to the sixties um, in episode two. No, it must have started in the forties because episode five was the eighties and it jumps forward a decade. Yeah, so episode three was kind of outside of the uh, the sitcom trope because it was. Mostly oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it was, so it was. Sorry, so it was. My bad. Agent, I'm not Agent Wu was awesome. Agent was amazing. We are so getting into him when we get to episode four. Absolutely. I, um, but yeah, so episode two, mm-hmm. another trait of like fifties and sixties era, like tropes. The talent show. The talent show. I have never done a talent show with my neighbours. I have never had a community <laughs> talent show like this. But apparently, again, this was another thing that frequently happened back in that yeah. decade. Um, and so, one envision decided to start doing it. So they're going to do like a magic act but they're going to do like you know magic and not use actual powers or anything like that because you know why not may as well do that <laughs> um the whole premise of this episode is basically vision gets drunk because he swallows chewing gum it I gums don't, up I, his, I don't understand that i don't understand it gums that. up his gears and he is basically drunk for the entire show that's the main premise of it um but we see other stuff like we see him going and getting connected with some of the guys in the community wanting to help we see wanda going and talking to like the women in the area around wanda we also get the next little hints of it's still black and white but she finds a red helicopter toy in a bush that she picks up and looks at and again has the sword logo on it so we get that hint no idea what it is or why or why it's in colour when everything else is black and white um, we then also get the voice on the radio when she's meeting with the women and stuff. She yeah. goes to talk to the, like the head, you know, like mean girl, like woman that runs the whole thing. Um, and we get the voice coming through the radio, which we'll later find out is Agent Wu. Yeah. And um, trying to communicate through, but we just hear a voice asking for Wanda, asking and like, what, who is doing this? Who's to you? doing this to you? <clears throat> because the running theme at the start is that she's stuck in this world. She's been captured. Yeah. Um. And then we also get our introduction to Geraldine, who is Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. in the show. In the show. Um, <laughs> I really like... I, I forgot the name of the lady who plays her, but I really, really enjoy her character. She's, she's a really great She's so actress. good. She's yeah. such a good actress. In both versions, because like, when she's Geraldine inside, she is basically fully in character for that. Yeah. And yeah. then we get her outside of what's going on and then the real world, and it's like, and she is such a good character. Like yes. Monica, Rambo, Monica Rambo is such a great character. And I like, I literally, I've seen the, the memes going everywhere of like, I want a show following her, Wu, and, um, yeah. and Darcy, and I'm like, yeah, 100%. So, and there's a really cool hint to what she might become later. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We'll get that again <laughs> we'll get to in episode that. four. <laughs> That's the thing, like, we're trying to get through the first few episodes to kind of hint where we get to this, but, like, see when we yeah. get to episode three and then into four, yeah. crap hits the fan and it just goes and just it doesn't explodes. stop, man. Yeah. Um, so, second episode, let's just run through the end part of that. Like, we see that stuff happening. They do the talent show. Vision's drunk, practically. Uh, Wanda starts doing her magic to try yeah. and show off stuff, like, because Vision starts doing stuff like floating and picking up a piano and <laughs> all this stuff. And, like, there's someone in the box that ends up being Monica Rambo who's in the box. And she asks, like, well, how did I get in there? And, you know, random stuff like that. But again, it's very much a trope. Yeah. And that, there, there's a running theme to the first two episodes um, 
there's this phrase that the a lot of people in the show are saying is for the children, for the children, and they'll even like creepily say all together, it's for the children, for the children. Um, so I have, and I know we'll get into it. I keep saying that, but I have a theory. Um, episode, I have a theory. Episode five really hits on that, though. Like we get like a real call out to that, which we'll get mm-hmm. into when we get to episode five, which is like, yeah. oh yeah, what's going on with that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the episode practically ends. It looks like it's going to be fine. They're having their nice little world, but it's hinted at early on that they heard a noise outside. Um, and it's the old school beds of like where the beds are like single beds separate from each other yeah. because apparently in the sixties we couldn't show married couples in a bed together because <laughs> even in that era, I'm sorry, you're a married couple, you know, you, you know, know what happens, you know what Come happens. On, like we're not exactly be... covering it up, you know. Yeah. But you see them like getting scared and pulling the beds together and stuff like that, and then right at the end of the episode, they hear a noise outside again, and Vision goes out and Wanda follows them, and then a manhole cover opens, and this um, beekeepers guy in a beekeeper yeah. suit comes out and looks at them which started after that episode i was reading so many fan theories on this oh was, my gosh. this was um swarm Dude. from marvel the guy that's oh. made up of like living bees and stuff like oh my goodness it's going to be swarm isn't swarm well that's not the even thing. close like, marvel knows what they're doing to us fanboys and oh, this yeah. slow drip of information has conspiracy theories going nuts like for the longest time i thought that this was this dude climbing out of his manhole covered in bees was going to be mephisto there was no there was no evidence to support that claim at all i just knew 100 percent that's mephisto I, agnes agnes is mephisto you've heard it here first agnes is mephisto you think she's mephisto i so i don't think she's mephisto but i do think she is a witch there's a pendant she wears throughout the show that changes there's three there's three beings beings on it and i think those are the three witches uh, mm. that she works for yeah my I think, theory that's my i think theory. there's maybe something like that but i'm like if anyone in this show is mephisto though it's her like yeah either that or it's the biggest red head again it's like, like the freaking dog or something is like mephisto there's a really important point like outside of the show you know china has you know uh, all right i feel like i need to get my thoughts together breathe china is a breathe. big box office draw with marvel uh shows and movies and stuff like that so a lot of times they have to cater the content to that because obviously there's like a billion people over there um that being said they do not they don't jive with the supernatural stuff so a lot of people are saying marvel wouldn't do mephisto because he's really the devil um and i don't think china would go for that but if you look in the loki trailer that came out uh last year yeah. there is a stained glass portrait of mephisto in the background there's no denying not to mention the, not to mention the fact that like we've clearly were hinting at magic stuff oh, like, there's, it's like so even intense. with wanda like in these episodes we're now hinting at wanda's power so powerful she can warp reality and i'm like that's a yeah. really fancy way of saying magic we have, doc- we have doctor people. strange Who's like got his second movie coming out soon, which apparently links into this, which they've already confirmed the two of these link, which with what's coming up, it makes sense. Um it's like so magic is obviously something that's prevalent here. Yeah. Um yeah. so you never know. All right, let's let's keep jumping forward to this because like, right, let's do it. Cause we got this. So epi- then episode two, basically if they see the beekeeper and Wanda literally just goes, No. And yeah. rewinds <laughs> back to them being inside looking at each other and she's pregnant out i mean o- like just out of nowhere out of nowhere she's pregnant and then the, we literally see the color appear like round the room and we warp into the 1970s one, one thing that i've noticed is like anytime that the the reality of the show is questioned or is like interfered with 
there's a distraction. Like mm. in this instance, it was yeah her getting pregnant and then her changing the colors and then in later episodes it's something else happening. So hey, CB, how's it going? Saying amazing to see the Taka charity starting already. <clears throat> amazing guys. Yeah, we're just trying to get some word out. Obviously, we're not doing our fundraiser until like April, but I want to at least get the name of Taka out there so that people are kind of aware of it already. And and hell, if you want to go ahead and donate to it already, do it. Go ahead and do go it. I'm not going to stop you. You know, and they definitely want more supporters. So yeah, go for it. So yeah, so episode three is when things really kind of start to change. It goes nuts because this is mainly a sword episode outside of the. No, this isn't. This isn't a sword yet. Episode, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Episode you're right, four fine. is the sword episode. Yeah, that's episode right, three right, um, leads up to it because episode three is a color, which like we get like um, Wanda being checked out. She's pregnant. That's right. And she literally goes from being, hey, I've got babies in me, to nine months, I'm giving birth within an episode. Um, So these kids are growing, and we get a lot more in that on episode five when we go back in. Um, The major things, like we get a lot of the tropes of the wife giving birth, and the doctor's about to go on vacation and stuff, and, you know, Vision is a worrying father. The major takeaways from this one are, again, we get Agnes coming around. We're going to get uh-huh. into her a lot more. So, like, still kind of making her presence felt, there to help, there to try and be involved. But then we, we get, get the... then we get an interesting bit later with her. Uh-huh. Um, as she's outside talking to this other neighbor who seems to have the same kind of mentality she does. And he's glitching through a wall. Yeah. Trimming hedges. <laughs> that yeah. was earlier then. Like, he's cutting the hedges and literally <laughs> keeps going through the wall. And Vision kind of goes, I think you went a bit far there. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, it's nothing. And then he keeps doing it and staring at him. <laughs> but then, like, Vision sees them talking and kind of, like, is getting suspicious or something and goes over to talk to them. Yeah. And at, at this point, Geraldine's visiting, Monica Rambeau's visiting, and it's Agnes that says to him, like, she's a bit strange. She doesn't have a home around yeah. here. Like, she's not from here. So, like, that plays a lot into her character because she seems to not be under control. Uh-huh. seems to have an idea what's going on but this other dude is having the conversation with her seems to have a little bit which I'm kind of like I don't know if that's going to come back in some way or not yeah. And but Visions gets really suspicious like what's going on Like, what, what do you mean uh-huh. she doesn't have a home around here what do you mean <clears throat> at the time we then see you know like Wanda is in the house with Geraldine well Vision's like running to get the doctor and stuff before that conversation we see her like magically manifesting stuff and it becomes the whole trope of like her trying to hide, like she makes like a bird appear. Yeah, the and, stork. Like, the stork, that was it, it's a stork. And trying to distract uh, like Geraldine because she can't get rid of the stork and stop yeah. her seat. So very kind of sitcom moments. Yeah. And then like she ends up helping deliver the babies and they get the doctor mm-hmm. there. Vision goes And there's out. a really, cool, there's a really oh. cool bit of dialogue there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Cross. No, go for it, go uh, for it, dude. Go for I it. saw the Infinity Bros call this out and then I saw another channel call it out. There's a really cool... Um, a bit of dialogue between um, Geraldine and Wanda that um, simulates the dialogue that Wanda had with Vision um, when she was destroying the stone uh, in Infinity War. Mm. Um, talking about, I can't do this, and Vision's like, you can. And it's just the back and forth, and it's yeah. almost one-to-one. It, it's just a really cool callback. That's a really cool callback. <clears throat> I missed that one, but yeah, that's a really cool bit of callback there. Um wanda ends up giving birth to the kids 
and she starts talking to Geraldine about it and stuff and because she ends up having twins we thought it was one baby and she ends up having twins which Uh is of course you know it's like the kids that Billy and Tommy which if you know your Marvel comics yeah that was Wanda's kids they were Billy and Tommy and they grew up to be young Avengers and all that stuff and where they go with this I don't know but we might be seeing them stick around depending but Monica's like uh, Geraldine starts asking her questions and she starts to kind of open up a little bit hey chunk the hook thank you so much coming in with that gifted sub for cv thank you so much for that brother i appreciate it you're a beast let me do a shout out for cv as well because i should have done that when she came in um but yeah so yeah go ahead and give cv a follow if you aren't already absolutely awesome streamer lover to bits go and show her some love comic clan um but yeah so we get the Geraldine kind of asking about her family and we get the first real mention of the fact that she had a twin brother herself mm-hmm. we've not heard Wanda talk about Pietro really since Age of Ultron yeah she's barely she's really not mentioned it at all really not mentioned it at all and then out of nowhere Geraldine goes he was killed by Ultron yeah she like glitched out of the and it was like and like everything in that moment just stopped it was like i was like what and even like we see that in the next episode we see sword and they're kind of watching this stuff they're even taken back by it and stuff and it's like oh my goodness you mentioned ultron yeah and that like wakes wanda up a little bit to realize you're not from around here and she looks at the logo on her neck and is like like she recognizes a logo but she doesn't call out exactly what it is and can i say that wanda in this scene is absolutely terrifying <laughs> i'd say and can't blame her for not men- can't blame her for not mentioning him he was embarrassing it was embarrassing but she was absolutely terrifying in this scene oh my goodness wanda and from episode three onward this woman is scary yeah like even more so than when she fought thanos like she is legit terrifying (laughs) yeah so like she she like throws geraldine we don't see how badly until like the next episode and but we see her like all of a sudden coming out of the thing and she's basically says it's wanda a cool little nod is if you look at that she actually breaks through four walls so she broke yeah i seen walls. someone calling it out like she br- literally breaks <laughs> the fourth like, oh, wall cool. and like okay that's like that's a cute little nod i like yeah. that and um, but she like lands out of there and that's where that episode cuts off yeah then yeah, she says it's all wanda yeah it's all wanda hinting at this is all wanda that's behind this and that's where it ends and it's like okay we are getting into some deep stuff now and it's like We've kind of hinted at stuff, guys. Like, if you've still not seen us, I want to see it before we talk about it. This is where we delve deep. Four and five is when stuff really happens. Pops off, man. It so, pops off. Last spoiler warning: If you want to go and get it checked out yourself, watch this later to hear our thoughts on it. Now's if your you don't chance. Want spoilers? Why are you still here? Yeah, it's like <laughs> we we we've been gentle going episode by episode, but four and five, we're going in. It's like this is like big, because episode four, we go back, we go outside of where it's taking place into the real world and the first thing we see is the reversing of oh this is one of the coolest scenes of this entire show so awesome. we see the blip as it's referred to in the mcu being reversed yeah. monica rambo had been blipped by thanos and comes back as 
reappears like yeah. kind of and it was so cool to see because we never really got to see the return of everyone yeah because we were with the avengers when they were bringing everyone back so we got to mm-hmm. see everyone disappear and they come back the exact same way they mm-hmm. come back like the ash like reforming into people i'm like it's so weird and like monica's in the hospital she was in there with her mom and it's like wow there was so much chaos so much this and, hospital you know, i never really thought about that like that would be bananas if if that actually happened and people just came back after five years exactly yeah. where they left off. Like, yeah. there's so much collateral damage that could and that could happen. Just shouting out, no worries, B. Gilbert. Go ahead, man. Thank you for popping in while you could, bro. Definitely don't want to spoil anything. If you've got a chance to watch the show before you hear us spoiling it, go and watch it. It's it's worth checking out. I mean, yes, we we yes. talked we talked about this during the week. It was like. I had no investment in WandaVision when they were announcing shows for Disney+. Plus. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I'm sure it'll be okay. And I'm like, yeah, this show has blown me away. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's completely blown me away. When I, when we got in episode four and five and we dove in, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm like, I'm yeah. I'm all in now. But yeah, so like we get the blip, the return back, and it, the, the opening scene is like heartbreaking. Yeah. Because we learned that not only did Monica reappear in the hospital, she reappeared in the room that she'd been sitting in when she disappeared, which was the room that her mom was in. Her mom had been diagnosed with cancer and was getting the confirmation that her cancer was gone. Mm-hmm. And then she was blipped out of existence. And two years after she was blipped, because remember they were gone for five years. Yeah. Two years after she was blipped, her mom's cancer returned and she died. Yeah. So... Not only is Monica coming back from being gone for five years, not having a clue what's happened to the world, having no memory of these last five years, what's taken place, what's gone on, but your mom, who you saw being healed of cancer, being cured of it, not only did do you know your mom had no idea what happened to you and you disappeared, went, got cancer again, had cancer, and had to deal with it without you by her side, and then died from it, all while you were gone yeah and there was nothing you could do about it there was nothing you could do and i'm like that first scene was enough to to end me i was like wow well i didn't know what was happening at first i'm like what the heck yeah what's going on and then i was like oh no they're showing the blip in reverse i I had no clue and then it was like and then it kind of hits you and you're like whoa yeah. This is nuts. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. So then we cut to her going back to Sword and like we're literally like if you had an inkling Sword was here, boom, we're straight into Sword yeah. headquarters. Straight and into the issue. opening lobby. Which funnily enough looks a lot like Shield. It really does. Like that big hallway in Shield with the big statue in the middle. It looks just like that. I'm like, did you literally just repurpose this building? Is it literally where Shield was? Because it looks like the same building. So we're, we're introduced to this really creeping, creepy acting director, director Tyler Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, um, he he doesn't get as bad at the beginning. He looks like he's just the guy that ended up taking over and stuff when our mom passed. Something up with that up. dude, man. And then as it goes on, like into the end of episode four, into episode five, like okay, this is like there's something going on with this dude. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's Mephisto. Yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe I don't know. So there's this missing person that that. Uh, jimmy woo is talking about um yeah so like she so she goes and she gets to sword and like her id card doesn't work and stuff get a really like freaking rude guy at the front desk who's like that she says i work here like oh you didn't 
well obviously not if you can't get through the thing and i'm like son i would have knocked <laughs> your head off you. i would have knocked your head off its shoulders at that point i've been gone for five years because of thanos i'm like hey i know captain marvel all right <laughs> oh but that's another conversation for the next it episode is, too. so many like callbacks to stuff here is so Dude, good that's the thing with this show there's like every every oh. every bit of dialogue every plot point has is, a, is like a callback to something else it's i love it oh, so it's like good. easter egg city it really it. is like literally go find youtube videos and get like easter eggs you missed in one division i guarantee if i can you. recommend one new rock stars is a mm. really 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 good channel to, they dissect every episode and they find everything it's, Sorry. it's worth checking out to get these today because you've missed them no matter what ones you caught you missed some yeah you've missed some i guarantee yeah. it um, so she goes in the director like you know does a little apology thing because i think like monica was meant to be one of the next in line to possibly be director after her mom uh-huh. and then she got blipped out her mom dies so it ends up going to him and stuff and and um, by her mom's own order a role that she put in place hey frostbite how's it going brother good to see you in chat thank you for popping in Um, as she's talking to the director she finds out hey you've been grounded you're not allowed to go up you're not allowed to go into the you know and it's space and what's happening there and she's like well who made that rule and he's like your mom did yeah she literally put a rule in place and um, shout out to Wait. frostbite go and give him a follow guys absolutely love the do um, and which like, like how would how why would she think that sh- that her daughter would be coming back like what what you know what i'm saying like, all, I, all I can think about is hope yeah i guess so is hope that like if they ever come back like this is what i want like literally that's all i can think of is the thing for it and of course it ends up taking place and they come back so she's grounded and she's yeah. sent on kind of like i talked about they were doing mystery cases and this is where people have started throwing out the idea of her jimmy woo and darcy who comes back and um, doing like an x-files show all these weird yeah, things yeah yeah because she sent <clears throat> to me up with someone from the fbi and um, outside the city Oh, you're just in time for us, but if you hear about one division. Yeah, we're on episode four, but we we're just started. On, we're on oh, episode sorry. four, but four and five are literally where everything picks up anyway. Yeah. Um. So she gets to the town of Westview, which is where one division have been living, and she finds Jimmy Woo there. Jimmy Woo, if you don't remember, was one of the FBI agents in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Really cool callback to that when he pulls out his car, he does like a slide of hand trick. Up close, magic school. Which was what um <laughs> uh, Scott Scott Lang did to him and ant-man and the wasp and he really liked the trick and really wanted to do it so he's actually gone and learned it which i thought was a nice little callback um, and he basically says like he starts talking about a person that he was looking for and says so it's a missing person case he's like no it's a missing town <laughs> which i'd like to point out they're on the road there's cops like right at the sign where westview is and you can see like westview and yeah. this town beyond it yeah but like they walk up and he says come here watch this yeah, Randall Park's amazing for us. Randall Park, have, if, have you seen Fresh Fresh Off the Boat? That's my wife's favorite show. Uh, he's so good in it. And um, but like he walks up to these cops and he basically goes like, "It's like so." He asks about Westview and they're like, "There isn't a Westview." And it's literally got there's them saying there isn't a Westview with the sign behind them clearly saying Westview. Yeah, and they're like, "There's an Eastview." There's an that, Eastview. See, I was confused right there because they were literally standing in front of the sign. They're like, "Yeah, there's no, there's no." Yeah, Eastview. and they kind of hinted the fact of like that. It's like, wait, what if it's not just the town that's missing? What if it affects stuff around the town? Like, maybe we're not aware of the issue because we're not in close <clears throat> proximity. We came from outside of the area, yeah. So maybe there's almost like a cloak on it from like around to the people in the nearby vicinity. Um, 
I live in Asian influenced culture for a while, so a lot of the humor hits home for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Frostbite's a fan of off the boat as well. Our fresh off the um, boat. One thing I feel like I need to call out that's kind of a running theme through the show is there's a there's a hexagonal pattern uh, in every uh, all of the sitcom all of the sitcom. You all right, there, bro? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, my daughter came in. Um, so there's a hexagon like theme throughout uh, the first handful of episodes, and it shows up in a lot of different places. It shows up when the episodes go off the air, the closing credits, everything like that. And then when when we're in the sword like tent outside of outside of Westview, um, you can see that there's a pattern around the town of a of a hexagon. So yeah. Uh, like it's very much a thing that's prevalent, and it also comes back as well as they keep referring to stuff as hex. Yeah. Like the stuff that's going on in the town, what Wanda's doing is a hex, and it's like, okay, so we're definitely hinting up at that. Yeah, Isaac, yeah. we've not gotten to that bit yet. We're on episode four. We're going to talk about that pretty much last because that's that's going to be like the rest of the conversation once we mention yeah. it. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, you know. Um. So, Wu starts to check it. They say bye to the police officers, and Monica goes up to the to the basically the border of Westview and sees that there's something there. It's very much like TV static look to yeah. it, which is obviously the transmission that's coming out. And she goes to put her hand up to it, and then she does it a second time, and then she gets sucked in, and that's yeah. how she ends up getting into Westview. Yeah. So this episode is kind of like a flashback, um, kind of yeah. that goes back into the third episode. It's basically like shown from a different perspective. Yeah, it's basically what's been happening outside the town. Yeah, the list has been going on inside the town because they mentioned yeah. I think it's in episode five that this has been going on for nine days. So basically, yeah. if you take episode one to three as this is what's happening inside Westview, the rest of the stuff in episode four is like this is what's led on outside the town up to this point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so Wu calls in sword mm-hmm. because it's like. Yeah, by the way, your agent just disappeared. So <laughs> so we find out that they're getting, um, they're bringing in experts to check this out. A lot of experts in a lot of different fields don't care about any of them except for one. Yeah. We, I, yeah. we literally don't see any of them ever again except for one, <laughs> who is Darcy Lewis, who Darcy is, of course, from Thor and Thor of the Dark World, was the intern for mm-hmm. um, Jane Foster, who she's now a doctor in her own right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, which I'm not gonna lie. See, when she showed up, I literally went, "Oh no!" I know. So that's the thing. Like, I was I like, think in "Oh the, no, not her." I, I think I, in the Thor movies, they played her like, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but they played her kind of like ditzy, like dumb almost. No, no, they and played like, her like an idiot. Yeah, all right, so I was trying to be nice, but yeah. How are you an intern for someone at this level in any yeah. scientific field if you are this dumb? Yeah, like so literally. I, <laughs> I I had the exact same thought when I saw her, and I was like, "Oh no!" But I think they've kind of like not retconned her character a bit, but they've kind of added some meat. They pulled it back. Like she's still got the kind of I don't say like airy personality, very light, bubbly kind of personality. But she clearly she's super smart. She clearly knows her stuff now. Yeah, exactly. She clearly knows her stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, we've actually gave her a character." Yeah, yeah. They they realized, you know, like a few years on, Ditsy isn't a character trait anymore. Yeah, it's just annoying, you know. It's like so we get her in, and she actually becomes a very prevalent part of it. And mm-hmm. like her and Jimmy Woo kind of like team up almost for this episode because she's like the brought-in expert, and he's the FBI dude. And Sword is very much keeping all these people they bring in on the outskirts of what they're doing. 
Yeah. Don't know why. Because it's like, we can handle this, then why are we here? You know? Yeah. But like, Darcy's the one that finds out there's a transmission going on, that there's something coming through, that asks for them, for specifically for an old-time TV. Like, not a big flat screen, one of the old-school ones. Which they find, and we find out it's her at the end of episode one that was watching the show and taking yeah, notes. Yeah, it's her hand. It's her that that's was... been taking notes, it's been sitting there watching the show. And one of the one of the things to call out is so Sword sets up this like facility outside of Westview. Uh, there's a ton of tents, ton of vehicles, ton of personnel, and inside the tent that Darcy's working on, there's a, there's like a an Easter egg board that has all of the characters that we've been introduced to mm. so far in the show, their real like driver's license in the real world, and like a, a, some information about them, like how they got there, who they really are, except. Except, Agnes doesn't have a driver's license up there. She doesn't. Nor have does Ralph. A real name. Ralph's Ralph. not on there either. It's like, but and I... Ralph, for the for the uninitiated, Ralph is this mysterious husband that Agnes keeps referencing, that yeah. we've never seen. Maybe maybe Ralph's Macesto. Maybe. You know, but like Agnes, at the very least, like, <clears throat> Ralph, you can throw out is just a character name that's mentioned. You know, you get that in sitcoms. The the neighbor that mentions the husband that you never see. You know. But, like, we have met Agnes time and time again. She is on that board, and she does not have a real identity. There is no hint of how she got there. There is no hint mm -hmm. of who she really is. And it's like, it just keeps getting deeper. Something is going on with her. Yeah. Part of me is like, is she the big bad that's really behind this? Or are they really dropping hints like that to make us think that? Because I, I can see Marvel doing a, a 180 on it and going, yeah, she's not. I just, like... I think they're more than hints, though. They're, like, saying... But it's, like, it's one of those things, like, all, the only hint we're getting is that she knows more than what's going on, that she's not under the same control the rest of the town is, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's behind it. You know what I mean? I well, can see... I, I, I don't know. I don't know, because, like, the, even her interactions with the other characters inside of Westview, like, I don't know if you caught it, but, like, one of the first couple episodes when the, the mailman, she's, like, Agnes is, like, a gatekeeper literally at the gate of one division at one division's house and the mailman walks by and she does like a fake gun salute like yeah. finger gun and the mailman looks legitimately terrified like yeah and then that's he, true. He, like kind of backs away so i think she has she has she not only knows what's going on and she's she's not able to be controlled by wanda based off of the last episode um i think she has some authority in what's going on i'll put it that way yeah absolutely it's like there, there's definitely something there for it and uh, i'm still very much i could see it turn around but definitely there's been a lot of hints that she could be yeah. the one doing that um where were we? yeah so like we get all the stuff with sword we get we find out what took place like them sending in the a drone to try and get a view of what's happening and whenever something enters the field it turns into something prevalent of that world that's why like mm -hmm. the drone turns into the toy helicopter that wanda mm -hmm. finds that's why we see a guy that's trying to go underground mm -hmm. and like a, a, a containment suit. suit yeah a containment suit because um, they'll try to protect him from whatever's going on but when he crosses the border underground the border oh. goes right through so it turns into a beekeeper suit because that would be relevant to the era and then the yeah. rope that's around him turns into a jump rope yeah and gets pulled back and at the end of it's a jump rope still attached to this cable um then we get like you know darcy's trying to work out if they can use the frequency to send a message and that's when we hear that it's jimmy woo that's yeah and trying to talk to wanda through the radio 
Um, but they're not sure because Wanda doesn't react to it really. And they can't tell if she's hearing it because Wanda like edits footage. Like mm-hmm. they start to find out Wanda does like jump cuts and different things and changes camera angles. So if anyone's looking in, they don't really see the full picture of what's going on. Yeah. So they don't know if the message is getting through, if they're well, able the, to contact her. And the thing is, in that exact instance, like in the show, when they first showed it from the show perspective, and she hears that voice come through, again, when something is breaking her out of this mental thing that she's in, there's always a distraction. And in that case, Dottie, her neighbor, like that awesome woman, she shatters a glass in her hand. And when Jimmy Woo... Darcy are watching that footage back like you said it's edited so that part where she shatters the glass in her hand is edited out so you don't see that part uh, Chuck the Hutt saying as well yes they absolutely played her like an idiot in those movies meaning Darcy and because well that's <clears> the <throat> character she always plays so glad they're playing <clears throat> her differently in this though yeah I'm really yeah. glad they've redone her character which don't get me wrong she's made a career out of playing the dits I mean that was like was it Two Broke Girls was like the show she was on and stuff and she's basically made a career out of that like she doesn't need to be playing the idiot it's like yeah i like this version of darcy lewis a lot better yeah um but yeah so they try all that sort of stuff they try to find out and then the big thing at the end of this episode we get is we get the full confrontation between monica rambo and wanda and Mm. it's like oh my goodness wanda is scary absolutely terrifying she literally like just when she turns and those eyes glow red and you see the power in her hand it's like oh my goodness you know it's like we get the the mention of her brother we get the mention of ultron leading to that and her she gets starts to really freaking like what's that logo on your necklace because she's wearing a necklace that literally has the sword logo yeah and it's like it's like you're not from here and it's like oh oh. i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off dude and i keep doing that uh can, can you tell Nitro's very excited? One <laughs> absolutely terrifying clip in that episode is when so they're showing the footage of her casting Geraldine out of the town, and she's like she's just done that, and you see Vision pop up in the background, and she turns to look at him, and it's dead Vision <laughs> with a caved-in forehead, yes. gray, white eyes. That's his dead. Then, she looks away from him real quick and looks back at him and he's fine. It's the body, which is really starting to give the hint of, like, is she literally just animating Vision's That's dead terrifying body? and disgusting. I'm like, <laughs> is that what she's doing? Because, like, that's a that's a really big possibility right now. That's disturbing. And it's like, oh my goodness. Like, which is, it's one of those things of, like, I, I want to see the gap between Endgame and this. Because she was, seemed fine. She was talking with Hawkeye at the end of Endgame. She was getting ready to accept this. And then we kind of get a hint at what was taking place, but it like made her mentally snap. Yeah. In some yeah. way. And I'm like, I want to see what took place with that. But yeah, so like she goes full on Scarlet Witch, launches Monica, where everyone else doesn't see it. Because the wall she launches her through is the front door, which Vision's out there having a conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah he comes sorry. back in the house, never seen anything like that, and asks where Geraldine went. And she went, Oh, she went home. Yeah, <clears throat> and just like plays it off like that, and which then like we see her coming out of the thing and stuff, and then it's like yeah, like you said, the the dead vision bit. And, like, see, that was terrifying. That's that's creepy as like that was like whoa, okay. I like that's 
it was moments like that that makes me just feel we're on the verge of horror elements like it's not a full-blown horror show it's definitely still a marvel show yeah but they're really touching horror elements of it yeah so i mean what are the implications of that because darcy says like when they're watching and she sees vision for the first time on the screen she's like he's he's dead right like well yeah died. because end games because it's after end game we've seen like you know monica's back so we're after the yeah. the blip being reversed so vision's dead everyone knows vision's yeah. dead and then he's, he's dead jumping into though. episode five with this because that kind of starts yes. to talk yeah. about this so this is it guys big spoiler coming ahead for this one humongous um like, like multiverse spoiler yeah what who said that who said that who, who talked about multiverses <laughs> we will in a moment um <laughs> But like, yeah, so we find out that actually, yeah, nine days ago from this moment, because like Monica comes out and she gets checked and when they do a briefing, we find out nine days ago, Wanda broke into a sword facility where they were holding Vision's body and basically took Vision's body. Yeah, and the the scene that it showed of her, it's like a it's CCTV footage of her breaking in. Like, they have completely dissected Vision. Yeah. Like, he is in, like, seven and it's like, different parts. It's like, and the way they shoot it as well is, like, she just found out. Because she, yeah. this, isn't a, this isn't a sneaking in, this isn't pulling his body out. She literally goes in, charging, like, full-blown power walk. Boom! Throwing doors yeah. open. Boom! Throwing people across the room. And like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> I think what's taking place, because they kind of don't say what was going on. Like, why does Sword have Vision's body? Why is that a thing? Because, like, they said that apparently, like, they were scared about him becoming a weapon and it was actually against Vision's wishes to be resurrected Mm -hmm. and to be brought back in case he was used as a weapon. I think that's actually what S.W.O.R.D. was doing. I agree. Because they said they were working on AI and robotics. They were trying to either use him as a weapon or they were trying to use him to create other, like, AI and stuff that they could utilize. Wanda found out and took him out of there i think that's yeah. what was going on with sword with that mm-hmm. um we also get the director guy being very very prejudiced is almost like the word that's popping to mind against wanda basically calling like, her a terrorist right yeah calling her a terrorist calling like talking about her background like you know that we knew about her that like she grew up in sokovia that you know who her parents were that pietro was her brother that um the mind stone was used to experiment on them by baron von strucker that she was a big enemy against like the Avengers and stuff, and like Jimmy almost like has to correct him during it and says, "Yeah, until she changed and joined them." Yeah, she's been the Avenger for quite a few years now. You know, it's like she's been <laughs> fighting on this side. Like, you know, like the woman went toe to toe with Thanos. Yeah, you know, it's like it's she's clearly on our side. She's clearly not a terrorist, and and Which... even Monica tries to like back him up and says, "I don't think she's a terrorist," and like. She threw you out of there. She threw you through walls. Like you said, talked about the pain that you were in the heart. And she says, yeah, she also protected me. She could have just killed me. There's a there's a cool little exchange there between Jimmy Woo and uh, Monica Rambeau. Not Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Darcy? Dar- no, no, Monica Rambeau. Um, mm. Where they're talking about, you know, how they're talking about our, our Scarlet Witch's power. And she's like, yeah, she almost single-handedly destroyed Thanos. And then Jimmy Woo was like, yeah well so did captain marvel and there's this there's this look from monica rambeau that would seem to indicate that her and captain marvel are not on speaking terms no my guess for that is it's to do with her mom dying yeah i think my guess for that is that when we see captain marvel leave as far as we know she never came back until the blip happened Mm mm-hmm 
so my thing is that she'd reconnected with her friend in Captain Marvel. She went off to help these aliens and she never came back. Mm-hmm. The, when her mom got sick, Carol wasn't there. When her mom yeah. was struggling, Carol wasn't there. And then when the blip happened, her mom died alone. Mm-hmm. And Carol didn't come back and help and do yeah. anything. So I'm my guess is linked to all of that. There might be more to it, obviously. It's been a number of years. It's been like 30 years since you know the events of captain marvel because it took yeah. place in the 90s but it's like i that's the thing that's clicking with me of like that's probably it mm-hmm. yeah i would agree that's probably what it's linked to and um, speaking of monica as well we start to get a lot more idea what's going on like they can't take scans of her yeah her her x-rays are, are just basically whited out are blank which would suggest that she's putting out some sort of like radiation yeah which is a hint towards the fact that Monica Rambeau is actually a superhero within the the Marvel universe. Photon, right? Yeah, Photon. Is her name Photon? Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Yeah, Photon. I don't know a massive amount about her, but I think we're hinting towards her. This could be the start of her getting her powers. Which, FYI, Photon, I believe, is actually a mutant. Huh, okay. Which means whatever Wanda did, she technically created Photon, which we know Wanda in the books had the power to give and take mutant abilities mm. so are we going to see wanda be the reason for mutants in the universe i think so i so, think that's pretty much a given in my opinion very possible the ending might hint as well what am i talking about goodness knows let's see <laughs> um so yeah we get a lot of stuff about her like um what wanda's powers are actually capable of like a uh, like uh, monica goes and shoots her clothes that she came out in and the fact of that they're made out of kevlar yeah. made out of bulletproof material which means the clothes she was wearing were just repurposed yeah i love to use the family ties set in episode five yeah absolutely that was a great opening scene for episode five the family yeah, ties i definitely like, got a painting. Uh, i definitely got a full house vibe as yeah well. there was family ties and full house were definitely using the yeah. opening of that one 100 percent um <clears throat> so yeah so we get the whole hint of that um they start to realize like whatever goes in there turns into something so they send in a drone from the 80s from the 80s because it's now the 80s era so that way it won't be transformed into anything it's yeah. 80s tech and monica tries to talk to wanda Oof. through it Oof. wanda and a black and white image projected by the drone still manages to have red eyes <laughs> and then terrifying. She starts to lose control of the drone and the director says, fire. Mm. Monica's shocked because she's like, wait, we don't have, there's no weapons on it and one of the other guys fires. And then the next thing we know, there's a disturbance at the at the wall. Whew. And what happens is Scarlet Witch comes walking out, which I thought was really interesting. Holding the drone. Which the hint of like her being trapped is definitely broken. Yeah, she's she wearing come. her she's wearing her Avengers uniform. Yeah, she can come and go as she pleases. Are. She can walk right out of there, comes out in her full Scarlet Witch attire, dragging the drone and throws it to them, and basically tells them to leave to not is absolutely come terrifying. back again. Yeah, um, Monica tries to talk to her, says like that. Look, you confided in me and let me help birth your kids in this. Yeah, like you clearly, you know, it's like that. You clearly see me as some sort of an ally. And it's like, look, maybe we can work to get what we want. And she goes, I already have what I want. 
which yeah. I, I did like as well when she talks in this scene there is a little hint of the accent being back. Yeah, I like that. The Sokovian first, accent. Not drastically, it's not thick, but there's definitely there, a hint though. of the it's Sokovian accent, there. which I'm glad that they kept that of a little bit, but yet in the sitcom she doesn't have it. It's a nice little touch. Yeah. Um, and then as she's walking away, as if this woman isn't terrifying enough, literally zaps her powers, and everyone that's got a gun, laser sighted on her, all turn and aim at like the acting director. Which... <laughs> which is a really cool callback to both of her fathers played by Michael Fassbender and Sir Ian McKellen in both X-Men universes where they do yeah, the same thing. they flip thing. the gun. They do the same thing. Yep, so 100%. Super cool callback. It's a really cool callback. It's a really cool moment and it makes that woman terrifying. Absolutely Like terrifying. Scarlet Witch is like, at this point, like we're really trying to get over Scarlet Witch is probably the most powerful and most scary being in the MCU. Yeah, which there are theories that the villain for Doctor Strange 2 is actually Wanda. Yeah, that's been one of the theories of how that's going to cross uh, over. So I'm like, I'd be interested be to see. That would be very interesting. Which they're definitely setting up that that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. She's definitely got very villain tendencies right now, but... I don't think that's the case. No, personally. I don't think she is, but I can see how people would start to think that, especially off of the show so far. There's definitely elements of it. Because like her being able to leave the wall, for example, and confront them, is very much hinting at she's the one in full control. Mm-hmm. This was taking place outside the wall. Now I want to drift back inside Westview. Yeah. Because some scary stuff happens in this freaking town in this episode. Yes, yes. First of all, the babies. It starts off very jokingly. They can't get the babies to sleep. Not a problem after a while, you know, but we'll get to that in a sec. We get Agnes making her stopover. At the right time. At the right time, when the kids are struggling, they need help putting them down. Vision starts to have a father kind of freak out moment. Mm-hmm. And we see Agnes stop as if she stumbles over her lines. Mm-hmm. And says, should I take that again? Like, should I take mm-hmm. that from yeah. the top again? Yeah. As if she's an actress playing... <clears throat> apart and she's asking Wanda as if Wanda's telling her what to do mm-hmm. we see this though in contrast to later on we see that there's actually mind control taking place on these people in this mm-hmm. town that's not the case with Agnes Correct. she's fully aware she's playing a role mm-hmm. whether she's in control or Wanda's in control is up for debate but she's clearly aware of what's going on to the point of she asked I take this again from the top Wanda looks like flustered like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, And I can't tell if it's flustered because she's breaking character or she's flustered because she doesn't know what she's talking about. See, I think it's the latter, which is... Uh, I, I think there's some... I do think, obviously, Wanda is causing a lot of this, if not most of it. Yeah. But I do think there is another force at work um, yeah. that is piggybacking off of but that's the question, her trauma. Though. Her trauma. Yeah. But that's the question, though. She's in control of most of this. But is she the one in control of her powers? Correct. Or is someone controlling oh, yeah, her to use point. her that's powers? You know, like she's using her powers, but is it her choice to do it or is someone manipulating it? Yeah. Because um, she seems to be confused and even Vision pulls her aside and kind of goes, like, isn't it? What, what was that? Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's like, with Agnes right now, like literally <laughs> what just happened? Like, what the heck yeah. was that? And she's like, oh, nothing. She must just be tired. And it's like, okay. And we move on. And then... But- Next, then what? we get completely distracted from that. Kind of like what you talked about, distractions come up when things start to become yeah. real. The baby stopped crying. 
mm-hmm. and they get so excited and they go over to the cribs and the babies are gone yeah and then they turn around when they hear mommy daddy and they're little boys they're five years old they're five within uh, well, moments one important call out though i think you know this there's a whole running theme of one that has control over people's minds in this in this in this town absolutely she cannot con- mind control her mm. kids yeah that's she right she cannot control her kids because remember she's trying to magic them to sleep she's like oh, yeah I got it. she tries to imagine them to sleep and, and it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work on them so which, that's, that's a really important call out which i'm wondering if that's because her magic created them Mm-hmm. so it can't control them sort of thing or I wonder if there's some because they definitely have a clue of what's I, going on I, as well in my opinion I think it's just indicating how powerful those kids are Yeah, I think I could be wrong but it'll be interesting to see as well how that plays out with them um, but yeah so then it moves on we get the usual kind of tropes <clears throat> and we get a very very big sitcom trope of the kids find a puppy Yeah, which is the most absolutely freaking cute dog I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Can I cute. just say the thing is adorable? And I'm like, I, I see if my kids brought that dog to me, I'd be keeping it as well, you know. <laughs> I'm like, Can we get another one? <laughs> I know the thing is so cute and adorable. Which I, shout out by the way, it ends up getting the name Sparky. Yeah, which is a callback to the Vision comic from Tom King when Vision it's a create, really dark. Great, yeah, it's a really dark comic, but Vision creates his own family in that. He creates a yeah. synthesoid wife, son, daughter, and a synthesoid dog that they call Sparky. So it's actually a callback to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he walks into the kitchen when the kids are asking mom about it. And his human form, and Wanda kind of goes to him like, why are you, why are you covered up? So, oh, you know, people just tend to pop over. Yeah. At which point Agnes walks through the door with a doghouse. Yeah, and Vision makes note of the fact of like she came over at the exact right moment with the exact thing we need. Yeah, and it's like you can see the gears—no pun intended—like the gears turning in his head. You know, it's like you can see he's starting to like. He's getting the clue of something's not quite right. And I think there, I think the show (coughs) is indicating that Agnes somehow has a view into their house. Because there's a there's a throwaway line that she says where she's talking about her her magic husband Ralph, who we never seen, mm-hmm. and she says that he basically calls her, her her nickname is Tiger. His nickname for her is Tiger, and throughout that episode, there's a toy tiger on their kitchen table that they that oh. they visibly show multiple times. I missed so that one. I, that's, that's... I think there there's an indication that somehow, some way. She's using that to look into their house, and that's how she knows how to come over at the right times with the exact right thing. I mean, that's. I mean, she's definitely got a connection. She knows what's going yeah. on. Um. So yeah, we see like that going on, and the kids go off with the dog for their bit, and then we follow Vision to work. This is for this you. scene. Ooh. This is a horror scene. Or yeah, one hundred percent. This is a psychological horror scene. As they start to set up the computers and the work, and it's like they make the jokes like, "Oh, it's like you can talk to computers, Viz," and it's like, "Yeah, yeah," you know. And they get an email, um, and as they get the email and open it, it's actually an email from Sword mm-hmm. to Darcy, right? To Darcy, it's like he's managed to pick it up, and he's getting information that something's going on. Um, and I you see know. Vision like kind of like I don't know if he gets information, but you see him like put his fingers on the computer at first. Mm-hmm and scanning it so i don't know if he gets like a little burst of what's going on from that yeah because it's obviously linked to the outside world it's picking up mm-hmm. stuff from there he then turns to norm his work co-work best friend and puts his fingers on 
his head. Oh my goodness, it was horrifying when that yeah. man woke up. He so he brought, zaps out of his trance. He comes out of the trance, out of the hex. And like, oh my goodness, where am I? What's going on? I was like, oh my goodness, and like, and basically like she's got control of us. We're in so much pain, and it starts getting so overwhelming that Vision has to literally put him back under. Yeah, and it's like it's you start to see the facade that is on these people of their minds being controlled and the, how much control is being put on top of them. Yeah. And it also, as I said, it juxtapositions the fact of that Agnes does not have that. Yeah. Because this is what's happening to the rest of the town. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so she's got this control over everyone. And I love the fact that we just, we go back to the house and we just jump straight into this. Yeah. Which we, we first of all get the whole Wanda's a hypocrite scene, as I like to think of it as, as Agnes finds Sparky after he runs away. And uh, she was about to bury that sucker. Yeah, she was just about to get rid of that dog until the kids and not up. tell And not say anyone. But not the dog, say anything. The dog's dead. Yeah. And the boys who... Let, forgot to mention as well, the boys are now 10. Yeah. Because they got told they couldn't have a dog unless they were at least 10 years old and the boys aged themselves <laughs> up to 10. And they find the dog and they keep begging mommy to bring the dog back and she says no. It's like we can't do that. You know, like hinting at the lesson of like we have to learn from this and we have to not do it and it's like it's like hypocrite literally living with your dead husband hypocrite well and the kids are like yeah you can bring him back to life it's like yeah you can do that it's like a given like yeah you can do that it's like yeah you're capable of that and it's like they they know like they know who their mom is you know it's like it's that the fact that she's not got gifts and oh i forgot to mention as well during that opening scene we also get hints that wanda's becoming more lax with her powers she, yeah, gives, she gives yeah. the dog like a dog collar like right in front of Agnes and Vision mm-hmm. calls her out on it and she says I don't want to hide anymore and you shouldn't hide either like yeah. saying that he should just be full Vision um, but we get the, the showdown it's probably the best way to describe it is Vision confronts Wanda <clears throat> that he basically freed Norm and found a scared man who wanted to get a phone and check on his sister and his family yeah. And he was scared of you and like what you're doing is wrong. And we see, like we said, when something starts to come close, a distraction happens. Wanda, he literally tells Wanda, like, you can't control me the way you're controlling them. Yeah. And she hints at, oh, can it's I not? It's such a cool scene, though. It's like, oh, can I not? And like literally starts rolling credits. <laughs> and Vision basically goes, no. Yeah. Follows her through, which great scene transition, by the way, because when they come through to the living room, he's now full vision. When he was coming oh, out of the kitchen, he's in full human, and when he gets into the living room, he's full vision. I'm like, that's a really great scene transition. They yeah. got that perfect. Um, and he starts to confront her, and she starts to like hide away, and vision like flies up into the air. He's in a rage. He is in full rage, and Wanda does the same. She goes into the air with her power starting to come out, and we start to get the hint of where Vision's coming from, because Vision says that he doesn't remember anything before Westview. Yeah, he doesn't remember his life. Like he knows who he is, he knows who she is, but he doesn't know what's outside of Westview. He doesn't remember his life before this. So like, she's resurrected him, but he has no memory of being an Avenger. He has no memory of Thanos. He has no memory of yeah, dying. That's sad and terrifying. <laughs> and it's like, and she's like, "You just have to trust me. I'm doing this for the best." And they end up landing and talking, and he kneels down next to her, like, "What you're doing is wrong." Uh oh, here it goes. And the door. First thing 
Agnes, go away. It's like, it's Agnes again, because she always shows up at moments yeah. like this is a distraction. Or it's something else. And then it's like, interesting line. Wanda says, that wasn't me. Yeah. Like, she didn't have control over what just happened. Vision looks at her like he doesn't believe her, but she seems to be adamant that this isn't her. So I'm like... Dude, my heart's going 90 miles an hour while I'm watching this at this moment. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who is it? And then she goes and answers the door. <clears throat> zooms in on Wanda and then cuts. And like, you better freaking show me who's at that door. I've been waiting yeah. the whole episode. And we see Darcy watching it on screen as well. And she's in shock. Cut back. We see the camera from here. White hair. The white hair automatic thing oh my goodness it's Pietro it's Quicksilver oh my yeah. goodness they got Aaron Taylor Johnson back oh my goodness like I know this is like her reality so yeah of course you could bring him back camera flips and it's Evan Peters it's Quicksilver Pietro Maximoff yeah. from the from X-Men the movies from the Fox movies. From the Fox Men movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're calling them from now on. That's how we Fox. differentiate the MCU X Men and the Fox Universe X Men. They're not the Fox Men. The, the one right. only Quicksilver makes his grand entrance. I jumped for joy. Absolutely right. adds. So let's take let's take our emotion out of this scene, our fanboyness out of the scene just no. for a second. <laughs> so, well, just for a second, yeah. we'll jump back in, I promise. What what do you think this is implying? Do you think do you think that this is actually the Quicksilver from another universe that they brought into the show, or do you think they reskinned someone to look like Pietro and something is a bit off? That's how they're gonna play it. I think it's a multiverse. Okay. Because we got hints even before the show ever aired, they said this along with Loki uh, and along with Spider Man are all gonna tie into Doctor Strange. The next Doctor Strange movie is called The Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Multiverse is going to be the full-blown deep dive into stuff. Like, Loki is looking at alternate timelines. Yeah. You know, because it's the Loki from one of the timelines that no longer exists when he escaped mm-hmm. with the stone. <clears throat> Spider-Man is highly hinted at it being a Spider-Verse movie. <clears throat> yep. So I think it only makes sense that this is going to be multiverse. I think it makes only sense... Because think about it as well, we've already got confirmation as well that Deadpool 3 is taking place mm-hmm. and it's a continuation of the previous Deadpool coming over to the MCU. Whether or not he's going to become like Quicksilver in the MCU and he's going to stick mm-hmm. around, I don't know. I don't know if that door's open for that. But Marvel has done something very specific. Yeah. If you were just getting someone else to play Quicksilver or someone else to take on that role, you could have gotten anyone. They know the implications that they are setting up by having Evan Peters be at that door, by having the Fox's Quicksilver be there and setting up the fact of like he is now here. Also, well, we get hints of the fact of like he is aware of who Wanda is because he had a Wanda in his universe. She was still uh-huh. young, but he did have one. He doesn't know who Vision is. He asks who the popsicle is at the end. He doesn't know who Vision is. Alright, so I'm going to do a cop-out and say I don't know the answer to my question. I, no. I get, I get, no, 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 no. no. Just, just listen, just listen. No, you're not going to call right. out. Well, just listen. <laughs> Alright, so 
here is here's a running theory. I heard somebody else mention it. it. Makes a lot of sense to me. I don't think that's Quicksilver personally. I think it's whoever is controlling that town in addition to Wanda. I think they are the ones who are responsible for that person showing up at the door. I don't think it's Quicksilver. What I do think though is that they wanted it to be. They wanted the whatever is on the outside to be Quicksilver so that she could recognize him. But obviously, they had to pull from a specific, um, what do you call it, era. They had to pull yeah. something from a specific era or it would be changed. What is the only Quicksilver from the 80s era that we have? It's Foxman, Quicksilver, from the 80s that we have. So I think that's why they pulled him in. I don't... I don't know if it's actually Quicksilver, if it's see, actually your brother Pietro. See, building on that would actually be why I kind of doubled down on my idea. As mm-hmm. I, I don't think Wanda's the villain. I don't either. I don't, I don't think either. she's the one doing this. I think there's someone controlling it, whether it's Agnes or whether it's someone else. I think someone has used her. Her powers are controlling the town, but someone's manipulating it. That's that's yeah. my theory. I think, kind of like you mentioned earlier and we've been talking about, whenever something happens it's on the verge of wrecking this, Mm-hmm. a distraction happens we've had hints at Quicksilver before she's mentioned her brother a few times if it was just a case of you know they talked about resurrecting people like she can't really do that like she can't resurrect the dog and stuff so there's been hints yeah. that we can't do that Vision might be different because he is a synthesoid. Yeah. so if they were going to try and downplay Quicksilver or like Plaky Wanda, like with someone that looked like him, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be Evan Peters. It would have to be Aaron Taylor Johnson because that's the one she recognizes. She looks at him and there's familiarity, but it's not the brother she remembers. Mm-hmm. He actually has to tell her that, you know, give your brother a hug. Yeah. I think what they've done is the fact of they have pulled him from another universe. They've, like, I can't, we can't bring back Pietro that's dead. We can't bring mm-hmm. him back. He's gone. But I can pull this Pietro from over here, mm-hmm. who's got the same powers as him, who still has um, her brother, apparently not twins, though, because she was younger in the X-Men universe. Go figure. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? It's like, so we pull that him out of here. He can take the place. He can stand in. And that takes all the focus off of the argument that Wanda and Vision were having and focuses them on Pietro. Yeah. My question isn't even the fact of like does you know does Quicksilver remember Vision? My question is Vision going to remember him, regardless of what version it is, because he doesn't remember anything outside of Westview. So has he got yeah. any recollection of her brother, yeah. who he met the previous Quicksilver? Mm-hmm. So like I think it, it doubles down on the multiverse theory. Whether this is going to be the birth of mutants in the MCU, whether he's going to stick around as Quicksilver, whether any of that's going to happen, I have no clue. They would okay, need to I do mean, some phenomenal writing for that to happen, or whether this is just a, whether this is just like an Easter egg for the fans of like he's going to be there, he's going to do something, and then he's going to go back to his universe. Very possibly, I don't know if he's yeah, sticking around. I don't, <clears throat> don't want to overcomplicate it, but I mean, on the on the one hand, if this is a multiverse introduction, the first like legit introduction to the multiverse we've had in the MCU, 
Yeah. The implications of this are just ridiculous. Like, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But we're, that's the thing. We already know we're getting a multiverse. Like, Doctor yeah. Strange's sequel is literally the multiverse. But and we, we haven't, we haven't, like, we haven't actually seen it in We haven't dove yet. into it, but they've hinted at it even in previous True. movies. Spider-Man Far From Home. And Mysterio starts to talk about the fact he's from a multiverse. It ends up being not true. Yeah. But we get our first idea that there's a multiverse out there. Hey, Lupi Lama, how's it going? Thank you so much for popping in. We're just talking a little bit of WandaVision today. I mean, however this plays out, I think it is super cool how they introduced, how they integrated the Fox Men universe into the MCU. That was such, that's a cool, somebody said it was a $79 billion um, cameo because that's how much they paid for Fox. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but that's the thing as like, well, yeah. because like, it's a nice little hint towards, like, yes, we acknowledge this stuff was there. Yeah. And it wouldn't be the first time that we've brought people in from out of there. Like, we talked about it when we talked about Spider-Man Far From Home. J.K. Mm -hmm. Simmons showing up at the end. Yeah. He was not part of the MCU. He was he was Jonah Jameson outside of it in the Sony yeah. world. And they brought him in. <clears throat> you know, this is a recasting of a character, fair enough. But he has already played Quicksilver. Could mm -hmm. this be him coming in? We've got Deadpool coming in from the Fox universe outside, going to be coming in, which makes mm -hmm. sense for his character. He breaks the fourth wall. He's the perfect one to do it with. But we did ask the question as well, does that mean we're going to get like Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus and Cable and these other major X-Men characters who would be part of the X-Men movies if they came yeah. in as part of it? So it's like it left those and those questions are now there as well because that's Pietro Maximoff. Mm -hmm. Whether he is from the Fox universe, whether it's just a multiverse, whether it is actually her brother. Because like, Darcy even makes the joke that she recast Pietro. Yeah. Regardless of what version it is, it's a tip of the hat to the X-Men movies. Yeah, and exactly. It's a tip of the hat exactly. to that world. And I think, I think Kevin Feige and his team are too smart to do that without an intent to it. I agree. I agree. And and you know, there's a there's a there's a philosophical theory. It's I think it's called Occam's Razor, where it's basically like the simplest explanation is usually probably the right one. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. I, I think it probably is just their introduction of the yeah. multiverse. I think it's just, I think if we didn't about it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, he well the thing is he seems to be under a power as well because his personality wasn't like the personality in the Fox movies. But yeah. I think right now that's what's making it so ambiguous, and we don't know yet. Yeah. Because he did have a different type of personality. He was acting a little different from that Quicksilver. But at the same time, like I very much feel like... I, I would be questioning it a lot more. And I would be fan-theorying the multiverse only if I didn't know we were doing the multiverse. Mm -hmm. The Doctor Strange was specifically doing that and some of these Disney shows are specifically tying into that. Yeah. So... I'm intrigued. This Friday, the next episode drops, and we'll get a bit more of an explanation. Ooh, I, it's going to be bananas, dude. This next episode, they're, they're going to get a rating spike like nothing else of viewers for dude, that episode. After that like, drop on the last part of episode five, dude, I would. Where the heck are they going to go, man? Yeah. Where the heck are they going to go? Oh, so can I also talk? I meant to mention it earlier when we were talking about. We kind of mentioned like the Captain Marvel scene from yeah. the, with the sword base. The sh Monica Rambo mentions an aerospace engineer. Oh yeah, that she knows about the running theory. She starts texting him. Yeah, she starts <laughs> texting. Him. Yeah, the running theory right now is the aerospace engineer is Reed Richards. All right, I will say this: the running theory, in, which you know. All right, in the Spanish, <laughs> this is how deep I'm going into into figuring out Easter eggs in the Spanish like um, subtitles of this episode. 
there's a feminine article given to that aerospace engineer. Just FYI. Why are you good at the Spanish freaking stuff, man? <laughs> Dude. All right. So I'm just saying, I don't, I personally don't think it's Reed Richards because I think that would be a very crappy way of introducing him. Maybe it's Sue. It could be. Yeah, you're right. It could be Sue. Because I think that's a very crappy way, the running underhanded th- way of introducing. But the the, most, that's a running the most, theory out there. Like I've heard people yeah. talking about them coming in via Sword before, before the show ever aired. I heard that being a theory of like they would introduce Sword. Sword is a space-faring organization. They send people to space. Sword eventually has their own satellite above Earth. You have to have them somehow get to space to get their powers. Well, also that's like a, integral almost, for Fantastic there's a, Four. There's there there is a possible nod to a bunch of or a handful of astronauts that were lost in the blip. Uh, it's in, in episode like. I forgot it's uh, it's when the blip happens. So which which one is that? Uh, that's episode four. So where um, the director is talking to Monica Rambeau and he's talking about how we lost some astronauts in the blip. Yeah. So that, there's a I mean that could so be like, a callback to them too. Are there astronauts still up there stuck and it turns out to be yeah, them? Yeah. Because the honest truth is like people I, I know people are kind of iffy on the sword thing for them. I'm like, but think about it. You need to take what we know of the Fantastic Four. Which we do know are coming. They are getting their movie in the MCU. It has been announced. But you have to take that and you have to look at what makes sense in the MCU. Like Spider-Man, for example. Being a protege of Tony Stark and following in his footsteps and getting his stuff from there and getting his start thanks to Stark. Mm-hmm. None of that is in the comic. None of yeah. that has ever been the backstory of Peter Parker. But it makes perfect sense for the MCU. But in the MCU it makes sense. Same with everything. Everything in here you have to take. Like Civil War. It doesn't look like the Civil War comic, but you have to make it fit the MCU. Sword makes sense. Like, where are they going to get the money to go into space? Where are they going to get the money to mm-hmm. have a ship that's going to come across these powers? I think it's a very possible theory. Is it a definite theory? No. 100% no. It could still go in any direction from here. Yeah. But I think it's a very possibility made even stronger by the fact that we have a Fantastic Four movie coming out so we could be laying some hints at something not necessarily but it's a possibility I think we're a month or two no more out from hearing casting for Fantastic Four oh we better be personally we better be and if I don't hear John Krasinski or Emily Blunt's name in the conversation I'll flip my desk over yeah like People are going to flip it, if they don't get cast. Because people have been fan casting them for like how many years Dude, now? they're perfect. They're literally perfect. I just, w- I just want to get John Krasinski in the MCU. I love John Krasinski. I know, Krasinski him and bickering because they're calling John Woo John Krasinski for some reason. I don't know why they say, yeah, John Krasinski's already in the MCU. Because they kind of act the same, I guess. They had the same like sense of humor, I guess. But just seeing uh, John Krasinski play off other people in the MCU would be awesome for me. Yeah. And to see him take on a role like Reed Richards would actually be amazing. Yeah, because I don't think he's played anything. That's like not that his typical role. And I'm like, but we've seen him do stuff like playing Jack Ryan in the Amazon series yeah. or playing like the, the dad character in The Quiet Place. We've seen him expanding his acting repertoire, you know. And he the guy, has the chops. And the he guy was in, the he was in the running for Captain America at one yeah. point as well so like i want to see him delve into that because reed can be how do you get this arrogant jackass of a scientist who's literally got a bigger mind than anyone else on the planet and still keep him sympathetic exactly so 
so I'm excited. I think we're going to see start to see X Men crossover. Hopefully, start to hint at the Fantastic Four. All of this stuff is possibilities. The one thing we know for certain is where Wanda and Wanda Vision's going it is going to tie into Doctor Strange. Whether or not he shows up in the next few episodes, goodness knows. Anything's possible well, at this point. There, there's a symbiotic relationship between Wanda Vision, Spider Man, and Doctor Strange. Like they all kind of tie in together. And Loki as well is going to tie in. And Loki, yeah. Literally all four of those have been talked about that they're all going to tie in together to the multiverse mm-hmm. idea. So Because Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man, <laughs> my understanding. Yeah, he's been officially yeah. announced as in Spider-Man. The other Spider-Men that everyone keeps thinking are showing up for Spider-Verse haven't been confirmed yet, but Doctor Strange has. So, <laughs> Which... Well, I mean, uh, what's his face? Alfred Molina. And I think um, the dude Alfred who played Molina, Hobgoblin, and... what's his name? William Defoe. He's mm. been... I'm pretty sure he's been confirmed as well. So yeah, they've confirmed a bunch of people like that, and um, so it's like we're definitely getting some multiverse tie-ins for it. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. So, but yeah, I think that's. I've been really enjoying One Division. This show is fantastic. See, I, I am enjoying it way more than I thought I would. Oh yeah, this was not like I was excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was excited for What If. I was definitely interested in Loki and the time travel mm-hmm. aspect of it. WandaVision was so below my radar, and I'd like, I even thought, why is that the show you kick off with? Why are you yeah. kicking off with I that? Why, why not anything else? And I'm like, oh my goodness, I am so invested in this. Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> I have never been this invested. It feels like forever. And I, just, I love just getting to talk Marvel again. I love getting to theorize about what's coming. I love to be able to get into all of that. I am, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. This is awesome. What a time to be an MCU fan. I know. Yeah, this I, is crazy. I'm just happy the prime of my life was literally being able to start watching the MCU <laughs> from like 2008 and getting to watch all the way through now. Somebody mentioned um, something the other day and I was like, holy crap. There have been characters that have been created in Marvel Comics after the MCU started. Yeah. Brand new characters. I was like, oh crap, I didn't even think about that. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It really is. But, but I'm excited for what's to come. We've got so many Marvel movies coming this year, so many Disney Plus shows. And, and we'll I, do a follow-up show on the last four episodes of WandaVision. Yeah, uh, so the next four... Drops. Yeah, so the next four episodes will probably take us into March, so probably start in March, yeah. we'll go ahead and do um, that. But for the most part at the moment, um, yeah, I think that's kind of us for WandaVision today. Yeah, I man. think we've, Thank you guys for stopping by. This yeah, was a ton of fun. Thank you for stopping Super by. Thank chat. you for, yeah, thank you for everyone that's been involved, that's been chatting, that's been sharing for the gifted subs and the hosts, and you've all been absolute legends. Uh, remember, coming up later this month, next week, I think we're actually going to be taking a Valentine's Day episode since it's the 14th. Um, since, you know, going out and doing Valentine's Day stuff isn't a thing in a quarantine. Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking of we maybe next week we could do like a talking about our favorite couples in comics, you know. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, so I was thinking that could be an interesting one for next week um, following week we'll be talking to Brainy Pixel and Mercy Way Studios about the upcoming Chronicles of David comic um, Brandon felt like he was just here but he's coming back for that <laughs> and then of course in our last uh, episode of the month we will be doing our Indie Comic Book Club talking about Chew um, so yes. go ahead and pick that up there Goop says I watched the whole thing and I had no idea what you were talking about <laughs> Get on our Are you level. talking about our stream? <laughs> it's like, get on our level, dude. Get on our level. Uh, Frostbite saying, great talk, guys. Um, if Thanks, you want man. to keep the conversation going about this, about WandaVision, about theories, about anything to do with Marvel, DC, any other comic book stuff, films, TV, 
go ahead and follow us on Discord. Give us a follow over there. We want you to be part of the conversations. And we also want to get you involved in the suggestions for the show. When suggestions like if we were going to get you supporting us on Patreon, what exclusives would you like to see? Do you want to see the review things done there? Um, on top of that as well, what do you want to see for our 12-hour stream? And how would you like to get involved with that? What stuff would you like to see taking place? Let us know. Um, remember to check out Gamergrain Co. there. Use Comics in the Cross at checkout to save 5%. Um, you can also financially help the channel over on our Patreon or follow any of this. If you missed any of this episode or any of our other episodes, head over to our YouTube and follow us there. All right. I feel really. I always feel weird plugging stuff. I feel like I want to rush it out because I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like saying, "Hey, go and do all this stuff for us." I'm like, "Here, support us. Give us your money." But like, our community is so amazing. Like, we are like shy of, but like, but twelve people I think at this point of three hundred yeah. followers on Twitch, which it's awesome blows my mind completely you guys are absolutely amazing everyone that showed up for the chat today thank you so much thank you so much as well and remember as well i will be back tomorrow night and um, for i forget to mention that as well 10 30 eastern um, and i'm going to be delving into um some more crossplay looking at star wars jedi fallen order hey rusty crown how's it going brother thank you for popping in we're actually just about to wrap up and go and raid someone um but you can catch the video on demand. We were talking about One Division today and just the first five episodes in our theories of where it's going and what's coming. All right, let me put that up on the wrong page. Let me delve over to Twitch and see who's there so we can drop them a raid. I should know who's streaming on Sundays by now. I've raided enough people. <laughs> Uh, can we go raid Get Kid Dad because he's back. He took a little bit of time off, but it's starting to build up again. Uh, I still can't get over that cameo, dude. I know, man. I know it's like it's completely. That's like world shattering in a positive way. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just completely just it's mind blowing dude, just for it to be there. And, like, I just I'm excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, let's go get Kid Dad, because I can't see many other people on. Alright. Yeah, no problem, Mads. Thank you for showing up and listening to us. I mean, we've had a good, like, you know, 15-plus viewers for most of this chat today, so thank you for everyone that stuck around and listened to us and gotten involved. It's, it means the world to us. Honestly, it does. Thank you so much for everything you all do. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to head over. I'm going to put in for a raid. But uh, definitely join us on our Discord, on our social medias. Just because we want to keep the conversation going. We have an amazing community over here. We love all of you guys and we want to keep that conversation going. Uh, thanks for the hype there, Frostbite. Um, but yeah, make sure you join us again tomorrow night. And then we'll be back with our next podcast on next Sunday. But hang around, show Good Kid Dad some love. Show him some um, appreciation over there. And we will see you all tomorrow and then see you guys week. thanks for stopping by excelsior